Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League... This show would like to use its voice to strongly condemn the Australian cricket team's actions and cheating of any description. The Dennis Ferguson haircut may have gone, but the drive to lay all over young men remains strong in Aaron Woods. Nature finds a way as the Tigers start declining during the Glenn Blakely Fairweather Fan Cup. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for Round 4 of the 2018 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 280 of This Week in League, I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And uh, this week will be a, uh, a a shortened episode, an express episode, if you will. So it means it won't go for four hours, won't go for, it won't go for two hours if I've fucking got my way. I'm going to try to keep this one doing quick. Um, so apologies to the lovers of the longer uh, the longer episodes, but uh, due to some family stuff that we, uh, we need to basically reschedule this for... <laughs> Uh, a less convenient time for, for, for work yes. and things like that. So um, uh, it's it's actually it's quite convenient. It's great doing it in the morning. I love doing like, it in the morning. Oh, it's like more morning shows. Fan. If we could do it in this time slot all the time, but yeah. unfortunately we've been, you know, it, it throws the schedule out a little bit, and we've, uh, you know, and obviously the reasons why we're ever doing it, you know, are not are not great either. So yeah. So um, so Mrs. Stepdad is in hospital. Yes. Uh, because we've already assigned stepmom to another person that's yes. not actually it's like real stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. However, yes. if this was coming to America, that would be the next logical conclusion. So <laughs> I really so. hope she pulls through. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so um but yeah, I'm basically married if Kieran Foran's knees were a person. Yeah. I'm married to that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you 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 you've married to a, a beautiful combination of Kieran Foran's hamstrings <laughs> and Adam Reynolds' knees. <laughs> unfortunately, um, for unfortunately for her, yeah, um, but she's in the in the she's in the right place with the with the correct hands. Depending, I would I would hope. They could have found a closer fucking yeah, hospital just quietly, but <laughs> no, because. Apparently, yeah. fucking doctors are that fucking precious. Yeah, that there's one sort of surgeon that will deal with the abdomen, yeah, from nipple level to belly button level. Yep, but no lower. Oh, and there's another surgeon that goes from belly button to somewhere else. Yeah, and fucking never the twain shall meet. Well, um, I, don't, I don't. I don't disagree with the general concept of specialisation. So. <laughs> And so, so this guy's down there. So that's, that's crazy. No, there's um, two. 
Oh, too, okay. So that's the closest place it had yeah, to. Yeah, okay. But anyway. Fucking hell. It's enough fucking this week in Doogie Howser. Yeah, enough, <laughs> enough week in Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to show how long it's been since I've watched medical TV dramas. I'm trying to think of another one. Oh, yeah, there was, uh, that was uh, one. Yeah, there you go. It's house. How, yeah. It's more like a house one. You need to get hit that motherfucker on the case. ER was the Penrith Panthers of uh, <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> People start there and then go on to win stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't argue with that. Oh, fuck. All right. Um, so, uh, as a result, let's get straight into the news. That, um, the big story in rugby league, which surprisingly is a small story in the scheme of things in the world. I'm surprised how quickly it's gone. And it's the manly salary cap in, uh, situation. And uh, in, a, in a massive PR press conference on Monday, Todd Greenberg came out and did all of the classic hallmarks of the PR thing by first throwing out a gigantic number to say how thorough they were. There were eight hundred thousand things that we that we inspected, <laughs> and and we and throws out big numbers. And there was one and a half million of this. And then he proceeded to go on and not actually say anything. He laid out the punishment. To this day, he still they still haven't said. Uh, there's a one hundred fifteen page document of the findings, which I believe, outside of like you know leaks and I have scenes. I don't think it's actually... It, I don't think it's... Uh, until the appeals process, I don't think it's going to be public or whatever. No, because but, all that would have happened now, the NRL would have served that to Manly. Yep. They would have gone to their internal counsel, who would have gone to external counsel. Yeah. And they're now formulating a fucking reply or appeal. Of which they had five business days, which I guess takes them through to next Monday. Or exactly. Or would they? Because Easter, so I guess... Yeah, so, so, no one knows fucking it. anything until then. Exactly. So, anyway, what the the... I'm I'm in a conflicted position here because I fucking hate the pens and all their fucking people <laughs> and this so so from that perspective from a pen hater this is fantastic yes because the outcome is uh, the fine I think it's it's seven fifty I think it's five hundred if they you know do what they're told and all that sort of thing so yeah, yeah, just a suspended good behavior, portion of it. whatever it is yep so so the pens get fined money. <laughs> Joe Kelly, who who used to work at Chelsea, I hope you, did you know? He he's wiped out. Well, I What's fucking that? Hate, I hate that cunt. He's a uh, um, he's a former C CEO or whatever. And now he's the Roosters one. And he used to be the Chelsea soccer fucking ball. Oh, something. okay. He used so, to be like CEO or something. Yeah, okay. Or the, you know, I've got a cousin named Chelsea. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was there too. Okay. Sorry. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but um. He's he's rubbed he's rubbed out, so I presume that means that uh, I, I guess I'll probably wait until after the appeals and everything. But I guess that means he's gone at the head of the Roosters. Um, I don't know why the Roosters hired him in the first place because I mean he is fucking hopeless. You know, I mean he was he was fucking hopeless. Um, Fulton he rubbed out in the Andrew G sense of the word. Like he wasn't yeah, he con- wasn't there convenient, to be out. I mean conveniently he, left. The dude's like 80, 80, 87,000 years old. I mean yeah. I don't think he was really going to be doing anything in exactly. the going. I mean he was retired twenty years after the yeah. fucking retirement age. Um and so ultimately like all all the bad guys get something but then no docker points, no um no no premierships uh, deleted um, we playing for points this year. You haven't won any in recent memory. Well, I can fucking. I remember 2011. That wasn't that long ago. <laughs> but yeah. no, that wasn't within the period of this either. Yeah. Um, then they go on. They. I mean, although they they were Todd Greenberg, he was he was at he was at pains to say how thorough the investigation was. However, they didn't interview Bo, uh, Bozo, and they didn't interview Jeff Tuvey, 
who was coach for the first three years of the five-year period, and they give an official warning to Trent Barrett, who was coached for the, only the last two years of the five-year period. The whole thing is very, it's very, it's very fucking strange. But, but from but what, what I can understand from talking to people around the the club, is that the assert the assertion is it's funny they didn't they didn't uh, pay any players any money that was um wasn't owing to them. They didn't pay anything any figures over the salary cap. Uh, there was no double contracts. There were no falsifying invoices from suppliers that were really paid by the club. None of that sort of stuff. What it re- what it comes down to is a procedural situation where during negotiations it would be alleged that they were saying look you know plus you'll get this much third party yeah th- you know in, in, in a third part in a third Th- party this deal. is what we can give you however we will have our best endeavors yeah. to provide xyz yeah and so and there's actually and there's not not even any claim that any of those deals actually even came to fruition either now th- this is where I'd, i want to step in and say that there's fucking that many people missing that many fucking points here that it's not funny. Well, though, to be fair, though, there's, there's no information out about it. So exactly. People are just sort of coming to their... But the thing that I've never heard spoken about at all is with this whole salary cap, everyone's yep. talking about, well, did they actually do anything? Did they actually breach anything? Yep. Did they actually pay anybody anything? Yep. That's not the fucking point. The fucking point is when they were negotiating with players... It's the fact that they prevented that player from signing yeah. elsewhere on the premise of we may in best endeavours and this way. Now, this yeah. isn't a dig at Manly itself. No, but that's, but that's, all, that's also what they've got to establish yet because the guideline is... Um, I was talking to someone uh, formerly involved with the club and I said, look, I'm, I'm just like... I'm a random guy with a random business. I want to... I want to... You know, I, just, I, I don't know shit about the players, agents, or any... I don't know anything about anything. I don't know yep. people in the game, okay? But I'm a successful businessman, and I want to, you know, I love the club, and I want to kick in as a third party, yep. you know? I guess like old Brenda. Um, yep. And, and, so, as I, and so, so what's the process? And he says, basically, you contact the club, and then they'll, and then they'll give you the... Uh, they'll pass it on to the player manager. Yep. And then, it go, and then it goes from there. And the thing is that this is... It's... When the guideline is so like it's like it's got to be at arm's length, and so what's going to happen here is that the pens believe that they that that they didn't do anything that wasn't like you know at, you know yeah. by the definition of that, and so the the if they if the I mean based on the legal advice that they get, oh the Todd Greenberg had some very fucking strong words to say, which were which if they their side of the story is proven to be you know correct. Hmm borderline on defamatory, especially when it comes down to fucking Bob Fulton, in which case, you know, I would hope that they'd have the balls now, to this, actually... Now, this is where I want to say this. I, like, let's not get too manly-centric here. Because well, in this it, instance, that's like just taking 10 guys and saying, may we have your opinion on penises, please? Well, okay, and yeah, you we, like can, we can expand out. What, what I think actually kicked this off, um, there's... I have conspiracy... Not conspiracy theories, but I have theories that the fact they couldn't get anything on the match-fixing thing... I have a feeling that they, yeah, they had to push, they had to take this to the fucking, take this to the end of the line and try and get something out. And of, then they asked that. for the computers, and Manly just said no. Yeah, but they, they, they ended up handing them over too. Exactly. So, yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. They got everything they fucking wanted. But um, yeah. This uh, the other thing. The thing I think really started this off was fucking Maloney to Penrith. When I mean that guy's never been known as a fucking brain surgeon. 
Like, no. you'd never confuse him with being a smart man. However... I can get to that. When he rocks up, when someone asked him about his contract negotiations with Penrith and had he signed with Penrith and was he going to sign with Penrith, he said, it's all sorted, just got to wait for this fucking third 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 party, party, which was basically a transference of $200,000 third party agreement that Moylan had with Keno to him. Yeah. And then they've just gone... Huh? You fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> and then so Penrith, that because that was like a that had that was nipped in the bud because he spat it out before it happened. They just had they had to include that money. Like, so that, they had then a lot they lose like Latu because they had to fucking that another two hundred grand they had to force yeah. onto the cap. And, but but this is this is the issue in and of itself. Yeah. The the fucking NRL has again yeah. proven itself to be that fucking. The, the NRL is a castrati, <laughs> basically. Yeah. You know, they're, they're nice to listen to. Oh, they'll sing, a, they'll sing a beautiful tune. And there's some fucking cultural significance. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the fucking sack's empty. Yeah, yeah. All of this third-party bullshit is absolutely fucking bullshit. Now, I've heard a bunch of stuff bandied around in the media that is, again, mm-hmm. absolutely fucking bullshit if you walk up to 10 people on the street and say how much do you earn in a year right and they go oh you know uh, $100,000 fantastic if you go to that same person and say hey if you could a pay rise to 120 what would that mean gross post tax in your bank account every month they would have no fucking idea Mm mhm so there's a couple of things here. A, the NRL has absolutely no control over player managers. Well, there was you know, there was the no ma- there was no mention at all of the of player managers whatsoever. Literally, exactly. the word did not come up. Exactly. And so somehow they've escaped any sort of scrutiny in this process. I have a theory on it. It's a bit. It's a little bit Illuminati, but I mean, like you know, fucking come with me on this journey. Yeah. What I think the situation is is obviously this this sort of situation happens across the board. Do, don't put it in fucking text messages. Don't text anyone about it. Don't fucking email anyone about it. You know, have some fucking brains. I mean, if if you, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if you're texting and emailing if you believe that you know truly you're operating within the guidelines, yeah. and that's where the contention is going to come down in this manly situation. But the thing is, the player agents manager are so fucking complicit in they're up to I mean they they are not up to their eyeballs in it. They are the fucking they're the yeah. main fucking conduit through everything for this sort of thing. Uh-huh. Todd Greenberg, CEO of the fucking Bulldogs. Yeah. I, I would imagine around the Des Hasler time of things where well, there was a lot of fucking fuckery going on. Yeah. I would imagine player managers would have a significant amount of personal knowledge about the dealings of T Greenberg in terms yep. of player stuff that is probably exactly the same if not worse examples of yep anything we've been seeing from other clubs over over the last yeah. 10 years two things here though again because fair enough whatever manly did manly did and whatever punishment they get that's great and it'll go through the courts and it'll turn into this prolonged legal mm-hmm. battle about what's the definition of this word like all this other fucking bullshit yep how do we stop this from happening again? Well, yeah. And that's a whole other fucking discussion, well, isn't it? It's very fucking simple. Everything, everything's public. That's a, I mean, that's yeah. like the NFL. I mean, like you know what players are getting. I mean, they. Well, I back, don't know what the downside back to, is. You know, and and again, the 
the fucking wor- well, second worst blight on the game of rugby league is the fucking RLPA. Oh, I'll get to them later. The fucking RLPA. It's now I don't I don't have anything against you know the concept of unions per se, but when the RLPA is supposed to be in the players' best interest, mm-hmm. you know, it's like strikes these days. Back in the fucking 1800s, a strike was a powerful tool mm-hmm. to help the worker get what they were deserved yeah. and stop them being fucked over. These days, it does little more than piss people off that they're stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. I have never, ever, ever been drawn to a cause because there are people walking very slowly in front of me holding banners. Yeah, and I mean, if I were if I were the, the person that caught, caught a bus to work or something like that, exactly. the bus is going to strike... It's you know I, I respect I respect your your uh, your grievance with your employer and and you know maybe you you may or may not deserve more money I don't know I'm exactly not so your issue but fuck is, my day exactly like- <laughs> so your issue is now so far removed yeah somebody at the fucking RLPA should have gone to these players and gone this is an absolute cunt circus uh, and you need to do it yeah we're not saying make it public you know. And then have all of these things in place. If your concern is that there's inverted commas leaks, and your personal taxation information is going to be released, great. Put a fucking penalty clause in there that if it's leaked for whatever reason, then X Y Z player is entitled to this much compensation from the the league. Yeah, you know, it. Look, there are what, that many times this could have been nipped what is in the, the argu- What is the argument against? The- having a figure that is a figure that is the exact same figure that's on the books of the club and the and the and the management and the NRL's books released who knows i want to know i I'm, I'm, i can't i can't fucking it's, put it this way some some fucking cuz some cunt at the fucking RLPA has watched that Mel Gibson movie where he fucking screams give me back my son <laughs> too many fucking times yeah and he's worried it's the same level of fucking people that were scared. Because you see fucking NFL players, you see their yeah. kids getting snatched up every day when their figures are fucking, you know, $28.2 million are being fucking bandied around, it's which the, is significantly more than fucking Billy yeah. McKickball who fucking makes $550,000. It's the same same level of fucking IQ yeah. of the people that were worried on September the 12th that planes were going to crash into fucking Centrepoint Tower. <laughs> you know? Use limited fucking media readers. <laughs> <laughs> the NRL needs some fucking balls yeah. to stand up and say, okay, RLPA, take this to your players. Yeah. Third-party payments are now fucking gone out of the game. I understand why all the shit was put in there in the beginning. The sport was concerned because it worked very hard to get its major sponsors. And it's cheaper for... Um, okay, let's use just two random companies. Uh, so like a prominent, well-known, successful one. So let's say um, Nike sponsors yep. the NRL. Yep. Right? They're going to pay a lot of money to sponsor the NRL. If there's an inferior shit cunt competitor... Um, I know where you're going with this. You know, uh, <laughs> for, you know, like who's trying to be like Nike but not as good, uh, like Puma... Um, it's cheaper for Puma or Puma to go and sponsor 
10 players. Yeah. And they still get their fucking branding all over yeah. anywhere. and Then so be I, the naming rights yeah. of the sport or something. So, yeah. so I understand why it is. But it's causing too much bullshit. There's too many fucking brown paper bags. Yep. It's happening fucking everywhere. Oh. So everyone can throw shade at whoever they want. But and I honestly and I th- and I think that that for teams like like the Broncos for example in a one team market I think it's easier for them to do bigger deals legitimately yeah than it, than than to cheat and well, but again where do you fucking draw the line yeah how many car yards are there in Brisbane right the Broncos go to one fucking car yard for each player and give them a car yeah you know it's yeah but again the NRL has absolutely no balls, so the player managers will keep running shit. They'll keep doing their dodgy deals. The players, rightly or wrongly, have no actual fucking idea. Yeah. And everyone's saying that they should know. They should know 600 or 700. Well... Yeah, they're not accountants. Yeah, and this is... A, and this is a, in this case, I mean, the players know. I mean, their contract was this. The NRL fucking... Rubber stamped it, and there's yeah. they're not getting anything fucking funky on the off the side. But I mean, like, I feel back in two thousand and fucking nine or two thousand ten or whatever storming. I the two contract thing, I always always did fucking yeah <laughs> didn't sit didn't sit right. But I mean, with this general thing, like, okay, you're getting this much from your club, and you can expect you know you're using a fucking yeah. Mazda from you know Brookvale Mazda or something you know, yeah. and, and that's the, to the value of you know twenty five forty thousand dollars a year or whatever, and they give you a new one every year to yep. use, and like that sort of stuff should be easy to fucking you know. But yeah, well, okay. Here's the thing: life's not fucking fair. And I'm sick Correct. of I'm sick of this shit going on about fair. Brisbane is a one team town, mm-hmm. right? They can go out and cars are a good example. They can give a car to their top fucking fifty players, yep. right? And it's easier. Yep. You go to a club in Western Sydney, they don't have that reach. They're not going to be able to do so, that sort of thing. Fucking diddums. Sometimes. Sorry, I'm getting <laughs> FaceTime by fucking nine million people. <laughs> You know, sometimes it fucking rains. Yeah. And so when it rains, it's harder to play football. However, you know, not every team plays in the rain every week. That's right. Life's not fucking fair. So either fuck off third-party deals or have every single third-party deal come out of the NRL itself or fucking give the NRL or an auditor. You know, there's these things that are called fucking private auditing firms. You kidding me? Yeah. They were called the Big Four before the Tigers had a Big Four. <laughs> you know? But give, appoint them. Yeah. Their entire fucking business is based around having to obey laws of privacy and not leaking shit. How much do you reckon a fucking... How much, how much do you reckon a, an investigation involving 800,000 documents would fucking... How, how much do you reckon that would take to, to... You know to, what? To mount? That would cost a fuck ton more than having someone on retainer every year... Yeah, but just so how much do you reckon that would cost? Like, just like just spitballing. You'd go close to seven figures on that. What if I was to tell you that one of the commissioners of the NRL's company did that? Yeah, that's... <laughs> like, the, we could go on for yeah. fucking hours about the layers of the country in this. Oh, but look, let's, at the end of the day, if it all comes out and if, and if, they've, and if they've done... Uh, if it's... 
if the you know think of it like a needle if the needle is completely over to what the NRL says and uh, and and that's borne out then fucking cop your fucking punishment yeah. and and take a copper sweet but as much as I dislike Pan I'll like him a lot fucking more if he's really I mean if he's spent the money that he has already to, yep. to on it if he's willing to fucking go that extra the extra step and go no still don't agree with what you like with, with what you said we yeah our legal advice is this fucking take it to court and it becomes something where it's not about the NRL's determination it becomes you know points of law and things like that yep. and and trash the fucking TPA system or get it exactly. rebuilt as a result I mean these things always that's how things always start like that get it like, get it fucked over in court but at the end of the and day rebuilt properly at the end of the day manly cheated and everybody out there who are saying that the level of cheating wasn't as bad as the storm uh, or the eels and their fight, like they were making dodgy invoices, which is... Yeah, well, basically, the thing is this, all the, this other the stuff. The Manly didn't actually pay anything over the salary cap to any players. That's what it comes down to. It's a totally different situation. Yeah, but see, that argument is basically you're saying, well, you know, with pedos... It's really, it's really bad. I thought you were going to go to gas and juice, but pedos works. It's really bad to fuck a 12-year-old. But that one was 16. (laughs) Right? At the end of the day, now, unfortunately, we're going to have to be specific about which purple cheats we're referring to. There's no purple in fucking... So, it's going to maybe be the southern cheats and the northern cheats. That's maroon and white, my friend, don't you fucking forget. Until such times as the Broncos get done, then Manly (laughs) will just have to become the central cheats. So... Yeah, but I mean, Sydney's fucking got how many teams? Not long. Central doesn't work. <laughs> because it's... Which central? Can't be northern because then the Broncos and then the Cowboys. Broncos become normal, northern, then the Cowboys. What are they? Far northern? <laughs> well, they're not so much cheats. It's just... Real, <laughs> no, but I'm real, saying... Real estate advisory I'm, moguls. I'm saying, the, as, as I'm saying as the time comes, like, you know, as everyone yeah. has their turn. It's... <laughs> Yeah, so because like every year teams get done for being like a hundred thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars over, yeah. you know, whatever. And um, it's it, the my the thing that pleases me is that um, it's not going to have any effect. I mean, docking is three hundred thirty grand off our salary cap for two seasons. We're already playing fucking over under under that level. Yep. Already this year, and I've, from what I've heard, uh, Lussick will get is going to. It's not happened, but he's got some lucrative offers for Super League, and we're not going to stand in his way if they come through. So there you yeah. go. That's there's no problem there. I mean, we should be able to buy more players because I mean, we're not carrying this uh, the bullshit fucking snake and matai fucking money after they're medically retired that we've been carrying as yeah. well. So so none of the fucking well, that punishments is, that are, is good. You, are bad. But you um, can now add a photo uh, or a drawing maybe of of DCE. There's there's a portrait hanging somewhere of DCE and Gallon and what he do the, well, cheating the Eels board DCE did nothing what are you talking about and the dogs the man's a saint and Cameron Smith well it's as close to being like Cameron Smith as DCE will ever get well he's a, he doesn't he's he doesn't oh, no. he doesn't routinely injure yeah. players yeah he's probably won as many legitimate premierships thinking oh, Cameron Smith might have got another one yeah. till last year's fucking gets See? Off the- this is what I'm saying this is how fucking hard maths is for normal people <laughs> how do you expect the NRL to keep a hold of contracts we're talking about <clears throat> two yeah and the other thing is that Todd Greenberg is, it's very interesting go back and watch the Parramatta 
um, yeah. press conference when he when he uh, announced all the stuff about Parramatta, and the tone. He's, my man's tone's all fucking wrong. With the <laughs> Parramatta one, he comes out and he's like, he's like, look, you know, this is uh, this is you know really hard on the fans, and uh, we need to work with you know we need to we need to work with the Eels to to help them make any changes that they need to make. Yeah. To, to become salary cap compliant, yeah. and in the final Monday, he's but like, "You know, fuck again, Manly. The other fifteen clubs should be so fucking angry about what they, about this this ethereal thing that I'm not going to tell you what they did, but I assert they did." Well, and again, <laughs> you know, it's still not okay to fuck sixteen year olds, Nathan. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, I'm, what I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is, I'm talking about Greenberg's, Greenberg's attitude. It's clear, he's, he's clearly witch-hunting Manly on this occasion for some personal grudge. No, the man just hates I think cheating. Over, I, I, I don't think so, because he didn't, not when Parramatta did it. He hates cheating. Not when Parramatta did it. No, then, then we, we need to help them. Yeah, but that was the board. We need to help them. With Manly, it was systemic, from juniors. <laughs> We don't have any juniors. Fucking pick a side. What's like, it going to be? Like it was, you know, it's like the fucking Godfather. You had little fucking kids in those caps selling newspapers, t- making hits. But, um, interesting know, to see what happens once all the fucking court and the appeal and everything happens. We can like. be as furious as we fucking want, but nothing will fucking change. No. There are no fucking balls. Just like anything else, something like this happens in the NRL. Let's play, trace the fucking problem back and get to the root of it. And you can go back. Okay, we've got this and salaries and players and this. Oh, the root of it goes back to... No, I'm not talking about Manly. I'm talking I'm about... I'm talking, I'm talking, the root of it goes back to... Fucking old fucking Bob was probably getting a hundred bucks worth of free meat from the fucking yeah. butcher back in the 1940s. Exactly. Like. <laughs> but you look at normal fucking people. What's, what's the thing? What's the maximum you can claim on your tax... For um, like, if you work outdoors, oh fuck, if I know. You know, you Never can claim a day of manual labour in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Look at us both. I guess. Oh, these um, fucking hands are beautiful and soft. <laughs> but you know, like the, there's a like a two hundred dollar limit or something. You can, yeah. you, I think, claiming on what exactly? Sunscreen and sunglasses. So like the like the general like the three k unreceded. So yeah, okay. What is it? Three k. Three k, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, unreceded deduction, you know, yeah. Whatever. People go, oh, well, I don't need receipts. Up to this number, I'm entering in... That number. The top number, (laughs) right? Of course. But, you know what? The other thing that isn't being fucking spoken about... What's that? You know who's untouchable? Outside of the managers. No, no, no. You know who who Who? is untouchable in all of this? Anyone that isn't fucking currently working in football because yeah. the NRL has no fucking power at all, which is another reason why they were absolutely cucked when they didn't get in and go, no, we demand to have tax returns and things like that yep. because yep. that makes this problem really fucking simple. And it also, I mean, the players not getting anything, having at the moment, I mean, but you start getting the ATO involved. Exactly. Then... It behooves them to be extremely honest because exactly because then they, then they go to then they go to fucking prison. Because if we go back to the Parramatta thing, yep. Do you know the only reason that there was anything done about Parramatta at all? Well, it doesn't mean because they wrote it down. No, and they recorded. No, it no, 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 no. But further than that, it was under the laws that govern liquor and gaming. Mm. So it was because it was owned by a leagues club. Yep. 
okay. and they were also the board of the league's club. Yep. And all the so it wasn't an NRL breach. Yeah, it was a it, law. Yeah. So fucking get your shit together and act like a professional sport, you fucking bald-headed cunt Greenberg. And that, that bald-headed cunt, he's got someone who's got less balls than him, though. Peter Beattie. The, N- the NRL are so fucking unconfident in their fucking position on this that literally two days later, they chop Beattie out. And, and what do they use Beattie for? He pops out and says, Expansion. <laughs> Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the newspaper moves on to the next news cycle. And, um, and that- you, know, you know what's fucking worrying? And I don't want to get too political. Yeah. But you know what Beatty was really fucking good at? And probably better than any politician in the history of the world? Was coming out... Privatising government assets and, <laughs> and fucking us up the ass for Again, our power don't, bills. don't want to get political. <laughs> but no, 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 but legitimately coming out... And ask anyone that lived in Queensland during that time to think back. Yeah. About how many times he came out and said, yep... We fucked up. Really sorry. Yeah. We fucked up, and I believe in honesty and owning mistakes and this, which is an admirable quality I will give you. If that's what you're actually doing. Right? But, you know, there needs to be equal owning and equal fixing. Yes. So, again, like, there are so many fucking simple fixes, Mm -hmm. but, hey, they fucking listen to us on the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's not just like this periodic extravaganza, and you know, I want I want it to be like yearly inductees, and it doesn't have to be a great many of them. Yeah, I only like you know, if you want to make it three, great. Yep. But One, you, great. Here's the care. fucking offer, you incompetent fuck turds. <laughs> we will write you a free proposal on how to deal with third party payments. You gotta fucking come to us though. We'll get it legally vetted <laughs> and we will put that to you in the fucking public space and do your fucking job for you. Yeah. Useless cockheads. See when you end it with, I mean, I think I think it's a great offer and I'm I'm completely behind it. I just don't think they're gonna be that amenable when, you know, it's fucking do this, you useless cockheads. <laughs> Depends how badly they want the game fixed. If they love the game, that's true. On your knees, yes. Crawl from no from no less than ten meters away. I understand that you can't be the bad guy, Greenberg. I understand. Mm-hmm. Let us wear the black hat. Fuckhead. <laughs> um, the women's inaugural women's competition has been uh, decided. Uh, more of a round robin, if um, you know, if we if we want to be, you know, specific. However, it's a good first step, but riots out in Cronulla way over it because they. That's just a Tuesday, isn't it? Well, <laughs> day that is even more, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I mean, they they hosted the the women's rugby league World Cup in 2017. Their team is is very well established and everything. However, despite that. I actually want to applaud the NRL. I think it would, it would have been better to have been a, a bigger competition. It still probably would have needed to be a in, uh, yeah. I don't know for whatever reason they decided to go four over six. But the the, the reason they said they did four and the, the teams they selected for the four um, regarding the geographical spread, I think that's they probably got it fairly okay. Is that the official reason? Have they come out with the official? They're, so yeah, they're saying the main priority was geographical spread. So they've got the um. 
yep. for people who don't know, they've got a team in Brisbane, uh, St. George of the the Roosters and the Warriors. So, look, you know, you could have maybe... You know, you know, knock the roosters on the head and maybe go on something west, but otherwise, I think it's I think it's fairly good to be honest. Well, you know, just just like we often say with the shit side of things in the NRL, there needs to be a first, mm-hmm. and this is it. Yep. Um, Cronulla will say they were the first, but fuck yeah. Cronulla. Dragons um, have done a lot of fucking stuff in terms of the women's game as well. Yeah. So like, and you can't have the dragons and Cronulla. In, a, in, a, in like four teams, you say it's four. You kind of, yeah. you, you just can't have that fucking section of the coastline yeah. completely represented. So I, I think that this makes perfect sense. Again, if you take sport out of it, if you were yep. looking at um, introducing yourself into a market, then most analysts will say to you that the worst thing you can do is go massive really early. Yep. Un- unless you're well established elsewhere, and you have like a war chest. Yeah. You're prepared to burn a bit of, you exactly. know, to, to get it going, yeah. So, it's a new concept. Uh, I hope it gets the support it deserves. Mm-hmm. I think Rugby League is far more geared towards an effective spectacle in a women's competition. And what we've seen in the past, you know, with the 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 women's the, the like the the Australia versus New Zealand ones in the nines, and yeah. and, and and the the, the World Cup matches were great 100 percent. so now the one thing i did here like the um yeah and the afl did a good job with their competition yep. um not the straightest kickers needs to be said you can't say straight you have to say accurate okay because then we're getting into that whole reassignment <laughs> yeah you know don't assume yeah yeah okay did i did i did i assume their accuracy yes but, uh, again, I know very little about AFL. One AFL grand final I've been to, I sat in a corporate box calling out all the fucking blatant knock-ons. Oh, you were that guy. That, that annoyed a lot of AFL fans. Yeah, I can imagine. In the cheap seats underneath. Yeah. The fucking peasants. <laughs> Tip <laughs> your fucking bubbles onto them. <laughs> there was also some um, ex-player, some red-headed player. Okay. Like... Like a legend of the game, apparently, okay. like an Andrew Johns. Um, and I, I can't kept, ever imagine a redheaded person being that good at anything. Well, I kept asking him for drinks. I thought he was a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but the the argument I did hear from purists and people who I know who like AFL, yep, was that the skill level wasn't there, yep, in the women's competition for it to be as enjoyable a spectacle to demand their cash and or attention. Um, So I think the NRL are doing the right thing. Is it the NRL, the WNRL or the NWRL? WNRL. WNRL. Um, You know, keep the talent pool concise. Yep. And fucking hopefully do a better job of expansion than they have with the actual NRL. <laughs> and speaking of expansion, it allows me to segue directly to uh, what I mentioned earlier with Peter Beattie launching the strategic plan from 2018-2022, which is... Um, Has he oh, called, did I hear right and he actually called it a five-year plan? I don't, I don't know, but... Um, that's a great troll. That's, it is, it is, it is. Well, I mean, it is, you know, the... the, the 
key focuses for the next five years. You know, of course, the women's the women's NRL is is, is one of the one of the things on there. But um, expansion once again, Peter Beatty's favourite thing is expansion. Talking about expansion when it needs to direct from misdirect from something else. Yeah, and uh, so it's not going to happen before the next broadcast deal in twenty twenty three. But the blueprint this. These fucking strategic plan things, they, they make me laugh because they're really like, they're like uh, like white papers. Yeah. They're like business plans, really. They're just these things that someone got paid money to do and there's nothing binding and it's, no. I, no. it's just a little thing that, that can fill some fucking newsprint inches. But in, in regards to... Uh, they they really want to please everybody in terms of this expansion. Yeah. They want teams to come from New South Wales um, and the Queensland Cup competitions. They want they, they've mentioned Perth, Ipswich, New South Wales country, and New Zealand specifically mentioned mentioned uh, in the document, uh, which they, which could host state cup teams and then as use them as a stepping stone to get into the NRL. Whether they go through the New South Wales comp or the Queensland one, which is not a bad option. I mean, the way the PNG have gone, in the Queensland one's great. Yep, um, fantastic. And Beatty told reporters that uh, Redcliffe and Cairns were the other options. And look, selfishly, I would love a fucking NRL team at Redcliffe. Fuck yeah. It means, it means that every other week I've got a fucking NRL game 10 minutes away that I can yeah. get easily, you know, in, in, a, I, in a good stadium. I would say probably second and only because I, I think it's just newer. Um, have you been to the stadium out at Easts? No, I have not. So, very, very good. Uh, yeah. Um I know, they're, I know they're up there. I know they're updating the facilities at Redcliffe. They had one one amazing stand there, uh, brand new, and then the other side, the, the opposite long side of the field, was kind of like those uh, concrete steps with grassy areas. Um, but, yeah, that's, yeah, but, yeah. but they started, yeah. you know, towards the end of last year. That's all got. That, I think they're building a stand on there now, as well. So, um, well, I'd lo- I'd love a fucking I'd love a team there, um, but that's just selfishly, just because it's yeah. you know, super easy to much easier than getting to Suncorp. So. Um at the risk of being overly negative, there's a couple of things here. So, Beattie is the the head of the commission of the game, right, in Australia, yep. not the NRL. Mm-hmm. And let's not get these two fucking things confused. I, I'm all for him talking about expansion, and that's great, and there's, you know, a whole bunch of fucking long-suffering Bears fans that have been waiting for them to get an opportunity to get back in the competition... Um, there's been talk about Perth, there's been talk about uh, expansions, you know, they've had the Rams yep. experiment before, yada, yada, yada. Central Queensland, North Queensland, second Brisbane team, Redcliffe, whatever the yep. fuck it is. It's funny, those Brisbane Bombers have fucking disappeared a little bit, haven't they? I mean, when they start talking about Ipswich, Redcliffe, they don't mention yeah. Albion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. This, this is the... And I don't know whether they're blind. I don't know whether they're stupid. I don't know whether they don't see it. But, you, you know, you made a fucking great point before about having a war chest if you're entering a new market. Yep. Over the last three years, the AFL, so official AFL yep. um, days, have gone to my oldest kid's school a dozen times. Yep. Right? And every time they go there, he comes home with a swag bag. Yep. So, however many hundreds of kids there are at that school, and I don't know, I fucking surely they can't be the only school they're going to. Um, but 
No, they go to ours. I mean, they always a run programs times, at, at ours as well. Right? For free. Cost, yep. cost nothing. He comes home with a swag bag. Yep. And there's a ball. And you, know, you give any kid, male, female, 10, 2, whatever. Yep. Hey, here's a fucking free ball. Fantastic. That's their favorite toy for at least three days. Yep. You're starting to build brand association. Yep. You know, we're all going to sit down and kick together. You know, they're, they're not running contact. They're not doing yeah. that shit AFL stuff where you can punch people off the ball or grab know, the jerseys whatever, or whatever. the jersey, punch them in the face. Whatever it is. Yep. It's as simple as, hey, we're going to have some fun, get these kids active. Yep. We're going to play sport. Yep. And here's a fucking swag bag. You know? No times has any rugby league ever been mentioned at the school at all. And I don't know if it's this thing of, oh, well, this is Queensland or New South Wales and we don't need to fucking do that. Yeah. Fucking famous last words, that. Um, But fuck me, I hope there's some actual strategy in some of these strategic plans. Yeah. So I'm worried. So the three key pillars of the strategic plan, have you heard them? Unite. Be the most accessible and inclusive Australian sport by offering the highest quality participation experiences. This is going to be great comparing to passing against what you just said. Excite. Be a first choice entertainment experience by investing in key areas that improve the experience of fans. Inspire. Be a larger and more diverse rugby league family by championing the game and celebrating the unique community difference it makes. And... uh, They're also talking about a new digital business which provides a platform, a new platform for fans to watch and consume rugby league into the future. So, But you know what all fucking three of those pillars need? Fucking people to be interested in the game. Mm-hmm. And you again, we say it all the time, it's generational. It's either yep. my family did this and so I did this. Yep. Or it is my child has shown an interest in this, and so drag the rest of the family. And so into I that. will now support my child's interest in. Yep, yep. It, the, the fucking points being missed astound me, but there's some fucking marketing buzzwords in there. So it's just a feel-good document to. Yep, and and I, and I don't think the timing was accidental at all. Not at all. <laughs> So maybe there is some strategy. There's the silver lining. Maybe, maybe he's smart. Maybe. Well, political. This is the thing. I mean, yeah. he was never he was never bad at the political side of things. Fucking no, he never was. Okay, recaps. Due to the later, later variety of the show this week, and the fact that we just we are fairly constrained by time, we're just going to really blast through these. Um, I'm sure you all saw them, and you know, you can make up your own mind. Which has um, nothing to do with the fucking shit cunt results of two. That's true. That's true. <laughs> what a coincidence that we both fucking because uh, oh, that will come up. Bless, bless, uh, bless, Mrs. Stepdad. <laughs> She's fucking taking a bullet for us. Um, I, I shivered at the moment. Clearly went down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Storm, uh, on, on Thursday night, grand final rematch, uh, defeat the Cowboys 30 points to 14 um, down there in Melbourne. Um, this one, it, uh, you know, it wasn't as comprehensive as the grand final, but it may as well have been the same 
the same sort of situation. Um, although, yep. although Cohen Hess, <laughs> he rolled his tanks in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell you, again, I, I, I said last week, my my most complete rugby league player has gone from Matchelet to, to Jakey T, but fucking there is a soft spot for Hess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd, I'd, I'd characterise him as complete. Yeah, I mean, that's he's what I'm saying. Great. He's, yeah, he's, he's a he's a great player. And the, sto- and the storm, really. I mean, they've the teething the teething pains with uh, the loss of Kronk have, have yes. lasted them as essentially a week, and they're uh, they they seem to be rolling now. Yeah, well, you know, Cooper Kronk doesn't run defensive. You know, he's not making every tackle. Put it that way. That's right. You know? Yeah, that's right. But I mean, as as uh, as as things move, they you know they they're going to get the combinations back again. And I mean, you'll never be the same as Kronk, but you know, you, they've you got to be happy with a, a good, comprehensive win. But for a team to lose someone of his caliber, yeah, and be at the stage they are now, yep. Generally, you know, people would be throwing their hands up in the air. Yeah. If like you know, I'm I'm losing Cleary for ten weeks and I'm cutting my wrists. <laughs> So it's, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, we can we can move on to that. We can move on to that one because I really just want to blast through these these fucking things. Can I, very quickly yeah, though, I just want to add here the the biggest talking point I've heard around this game are all the penalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was absolutely fine with the way this game was officiated because the amount of fucking times that teams leave early. Yep. In the in and just being like, offside. Fine push the parameters. I mean, this is fantastic. I mean, Cameron Smith is getting penalised. Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, in the past, the way it's worked, and especially with good teams like the Storm, is that they'll push the envelope, find where the line is, yep. or force the referee to set the line, yep. and then play to that line exactly. for the rest of the game. Now the referees are sta- uh, basically starting the game saying, the line is the fucking line, the, yes. uh, the, the letter of the law, Yep. and the, there is no pushing it. That's we'll, it. I'll, we'll fucking, we can blow this whistle all night. So while my standpoint is that I will always prefer flowing rugby league yep. to a fucking penalty-a-thon, mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with them going, well, no, these are the fucking rules stay there yeah it's anyway take some like some leeway and sub- subjectivity out of the but um fucking I don't want to go like that all year though I mean ideally the players and the coaches will learn and they go yeah. okay fine but you know what we're in a new situation now where the rules are going to be applied if they don't yeah no I, I don't want to be any fucking refs faulting yeah yeah because you're right it's up to the players and the coaches to learn yeah and if they don't like, I mean I just wonder is it like a, is it a for the good of the game thing, if they just keep blowing the pee out of the whistle and, uh, yeah. you know, say they never learn. So, like, but fuck again, it, keep pushing it. For the good of the game. Yeah. Long term. Yeah. Fucking blow that shit till they learn. And if yeah. they don't, fuck them. Doggies, 20. Beat the Panthers, 18. And uh, this one. It was, again, it was 14-0. <laughs> but unfortunately, the Panthers <laughs> falling just short do you remember the exact comment I made to you last week Nathan <laughs> I don't but I mean I think it was only about the 14 nil luck running well, out wasn't you, it no or? you said we were going to win by 50 I said I was... you were going to go down by 14 and you were going to win by 18 and I said you've never been a Panthers fan Nathan. <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> I'd like to say I was half right because you go down by 14 and you scored 18 you didn't win by 18 so obviously yeah. the, the tea leaves were just slightly misaligned there here's the thing for, for us to have 59% of possession mm. And to not be able to execute properly, you know, 
51 missed fucking tackles in a game. It's a lot. 51 missed fucking tackles. Now, yeah, Aaron Woods, you absolute fucking cunt of an individual scum on society. Like Fair, fair to say, that was a completely unnecessary... Well, yet again, and I, and I know it's close to my heart, yeah. because he's fucked Cleary for 10 weeks. Yep. And I'm being dramatic here, I know. But here we are again. Last week, we get DWZ who ends up with a broken fucking jaw mm-hmm. because of a dog shot. Yep. Now we've got fucking Nathan Cleary because of an unnecessary late hit yep. on a kicker, which is the closer, the biggest cheap shot weak dog cut well, I mean, you, you get like pull. The, the, the late hits on the kickers, I mean, uh, are generally, especially when they're unprotected, you know, and coming down from the kick or whatever, they're, they're like, they're, that's fucking weak shit in the first place. But, you know, you, I also understand the need that, you know, you, you were putting pressure on the kicker and you're yep. flying through. But he wasn't flying through. He's kind of did one of those ones where he came through, grabbed him afterwards and then just fell on top. Of, yeah. Know, like, And this is the difference in players' attitude. And I think, the constitution of their character, yeah, right? Yeah. I've seen exactly the same situation, and it's normally a guy three times the fucking size of the kicker, mm-hmm. and when they hit him, they fucking hug him. Yep. And they bring him down. Yep. Yep. Right? And it's, no, I'm not, I'm putting pressure on you. Yep. I'm, I'm not, not trying, trying to, to hurt you. you. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, fuck you, Aaron Woods. You yep. absolute piece of shit. In saying that, Penrith had nobody stand up, and that's yep. what got me. I spoke last week. Yes, we've got all the attacking brilliance in the world. We've got strike power all over the field. But defensively, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? But also, in- like, emotionally, like, who's the fucking guy Yeah, that's like, you just took him out? Yeah. Oh, fucking, you know, Woods, you're a dead man. You know? And so here's, here's the issue where, okay, we've bought James Tamau. Yep. Premiership winning forward. Yep. All of a sudden, he's on fucking retirement money. Yep. And good on him. He's fucking earned it. Not with you, but... <laughs> We've got Trent Merritt. Yep. You know? A elder statesman of the game. Yep. Who the fuck knows? Is he dirty? He didn't get the captaincy? I don't fucking know. There was talk that he had a bit of a sternum injury. Um, sources close to the club. Yeah. Who broke their ankles. <laughs> um, apparently said that Mez's mum <laughs> jumped into a Facebook group <laughs> and said <laughs> that he wasn't injured. Um, fair enough. But Peter Wallace, yeah, you know, cool. You're out there fucking busting your gut. Making, it's going to have to be Peter Wallace. Making 40-plus tackles. Yeah. That's great. Um, James Maloney? Yeah. We bought you to the club to be a leader, not to be the fucking absolute flip out well I'll just do what I need to do as a six but nothing else for anybody else you know it's a team of kids you know where the fuck is somebody in that club saying here is a very simple way to play rugby league play fast through the middle because that's the style that the game is going to now you can't be fucking plotters anymore Mm -hmm. because you'll lose fucking matches fast through the middle if there's then opportunities to spread fine, but then somebody who is good at kicking a football accurately kick to a corner. Everybody else chased very fast in a straight line 
and pin them down. Yep. You know, Moses Embai had an absolute fucking blinder, but the fact that Penrith didn't learn after the second time he fucked them up the ass <laughs> that if you try to go in one on one, he'll punish you. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, and again, round three, they were down on Cleary, but there's a lot of fucking fundamentals that need to be worked on. And my Andy Hook stance is very well known. But if it's fucking fundamentals that are your problem, yeah. where else are you looking? Fundamentals should be something to come through unscathed following a long off-season. <laughs> yeah. Sure, combinations take time to gel. Yeah. Yeah, momentum and all that sort of, you know, and, and set... But it's fundamentals, though. Yeah. Well, okay. That's what I call fundamentals. I mean, they should be fucking there. <laughs> one plus one's been the same for... When you were playing... Did you have calls so that each side of the field knew which side the kick was going to? Yeah, of course. I mean, everyone had to actually do their job. <laughs> the fullback but, usually but told everyone what was going on. Exactly, but this yeah. is what I'm saying to you. It should be no fucking surprise, now unless it's shanked off the side of a boot or whatever, yeah. but if it's being kicked down the right side of the field, then great. The yep. right-hand chasers, mm-hmm. they're there. Yep. And we used to have a thing where you used to make eye contact, and that was your fucking commitment. Yep. So the moment you made fucking eye contact, you didn't dare slack off. Yep. Because everyone knew. Chase is yep. on. But fucking fundamentals. Bizarre encounter out at Campbelltown. The West Tigers went down to the Brisbane Broncos. Nine points to seven in a game that was fucking... Bit of a punish of a game, really, until about five, six, seven minutes out from from full time. Yep. Um the Broncos coming away with the win uh, without scoring a try. A lot's been made. You know, it's the first time in their history I think they've won a game without scoring a try. And I dare say there's not many games in history that any teams have really won without scoring a try. I mean, yeah. uh, I remember the Roosters beating Manly in a semi-final a couple of years ago, 4-0 or two goals. But, um... Well, have you seen that, the Vossies new show on Fox? No, I've not. I saw a promo for it and there was that bloke for Souths. He was the guy that made them change the, um value of a field okay. goal yep. it used to be two points because yep. he just, he just go out there it, yeah. and he was like doing you know, eight a game tremendous look the Tigers once again the fans that have to be have to be happy with the uh, the commitment and the, and the application in defence because you know holding the Broncos out you know, holding them trialless was yeah it's, it's, it's a great achievement you know any team would love to do it and um <coughs> Their attack is still a fucking massive problem, though. I mean, this it is. this defense is great. the The saving grace is it's the it's the round round three going into round four this season, so they've got plenty of time to get it going. And if they can keep maintain that level of defense yeah. and commitment to defense, then obviously it is a fan it is a fantastic foundation on which to build. Um, Broncos, like Isako, tremendous. Fucking clutch too. I mean, clutch yeah. with the penalty goal. It wasn't exactly if the the, pen, well, the the penalty goal they got to tie it up initially, which was out wide. You know, probably about forty meters. Or, you know, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't an easy penalty goal. The first one to tie it up, and then then was clutch with the field goal when when they needed it. Has it not already been established on multiple occasions that Anthony Milford lacks any sort of stones Last in those year, moments? We were bemoaning. Milford on numerous occasions because he actively dodged the responsibility of taking field goals and it fell upon the shoulders of Jordan Kahu on numerous occasions. Like, wasn't there one time he was like 
doing his shoelace up or something. Like it was that he went to that level of it's, extreme. He he fucking shirked the the pressure and responsibility, which is his pressure and responsibility to fucking carry in the in his position on the field and in you know and yeah, yeah it's it's fucking mind blowing. But then what do they do in this game where they fuck it's down to the wire? We need a field goal. We're gonna try and get it to Milford like. He, he, the statistics will tell you that he he uh, was zero from one on the field goals, but the actuality of it was he was zero from four because it came to him four times to fucking yep. kick a field goal, and on three of the times he sort of gone nah, and then just you know, try to you know yeah. pull it back in and yeah. do a little step and try and you know make something else happen. Now, I'll tell you what though, that also does come down to the Tigers and their preparation mm-hmm. because if I'm super coach. And I know that my star playmaker doesn't have the cojones to take a game winner. Then you only got to kind of get close. I'd I'd be sitting there fucking just absolute. Well, no, I wouldn't be beating off because I'm Wayne Bennett and probably can't get erect anymore. But I'd be very happy that the Tigers actually chased after Milford <laughs> because he obviously wasn't going to take it, yeah, and yeah. it left a psycho open. Yeah. Um. Tigers fans, here's one for you. And I know stats don't mean everything, but have a look at these two combined. Your West Tigers missed 40 tackles mm-hmm. in that game. Yep. Like just fucking dead set, missed, don't know how to tackle, absolute useless cunt piece of shit declining Tigers. However. <laughs> However, I was going to say, come on now. Brisbane had two line breaks. Yeah. How the fuck in a game... Where there are 40 missed tackles, do you only have two line breaks? I'll fucking tell you how. It's because they're they're playing for each other. The tackle, the, a, a they're defending they're defending in numbers, yep. and there are people there to mop up these little. Exactly. Like a Luke Brooks may fall off a tackle. Yep. But there's a bodyguard there yep. that's completing it immediately after. Exactly. Yeah, which is yeah, so it comes down to the stats. Not Tigers fans, be fucking very proud of that. Okay, um, penalty at the end. Let's go. Uh, a, I'm happy that a whistle was actually blown in Golden Point. Yeah, believe me. It's it's come out that it was incorrect, yeah. so let's get that out of the way first. However, the fact that it was done, the, the, sad, the saddest thing about all this is that now we go back to just the whistles being put away during Golden Point. Ref, referee made it made a ballsy it's, a ballsy call. Didn't exactly get it right. Has been demoted to like co-referee or whatever you know not lead referee this week and uh, yeah um and which so, isn't yeah. really a demotion yeah i know but it's it's just like is that how fucking insular the referee world is that they think that like support referee is like this leper thing that the rest of the world actually <laughs> fucking cares maybe 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 there's there's no difference at all and it's just the, the NRL you know appearing to yeah. take an action but you know without actually taking action um i don't know you know again would have fucking loved and here's another perfect example why we can't have because everybody that has fucking foxtel in their home mm-hmm. has the power to do this with a rewind button yep. and a pause fucking yep. freeze frame yep so if you can install it in some cunt's home in minto for $30 <laughs> Why the fuck can't the NRL be using it and have somebody going through? Yeah. Right? And as the penalty's blown, right? Yep. They're reviewing, 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 and they go, boom, boom, little thing to the earpiece down there. Mate, we've just had a look. Wasn't offside. 
Yep. Although it was, they were, it wasn't that they weren't square. It was the you know, the guy was playing the ball. Uh, sorry, yeah, down, weren't, yeah, weren't square. Yeah, yeah. yeah. step to the side. Well, boom. Sorry, just got word from the top. Penalties reversed. You know, whatever it is, play the ball, move on. Penalty the other way. Whatever yeah, the fuck. It's hard it is. though because then that fucks. It. I mean, it, it's it it solves one problem, but it sort of you know creates another problem. In the in the you know then then it's like well what do you do was that was that the last tackle what's the what, you know do they just they get they play the ball there and you know the defensive line set and it takes you know the whole roll forward and you know what they were trying to achieve in terms of setting up a field goal yeah that's it it's like they like that's that team's actually penalised although they didn't do anything the other teams the other team is not penal is is not is not penalised yeah. for doing something they didn't do yep. great however that's the you know what I mean then that's the other team okay but in this instance. With this new clamp down on playing the ball? Yep. No, he stepped to the side to play the ball. That's a penalty. Yeah, well, true. True. You know? Can you... I, I just think... I, yeah. Can you imagine? I, I wonder how that would go down. But the other the other thing is, that it's also taken the focus away. And again, in this instance, it just happened to be fucking cuntiest Boyd. Mm-hmm. But this whole fucking blocker thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. running at a defender. Yeah. <laughs> To put you like the the whole fucking point of our game is it's not gridiron. Yeah, yeah. we're not setting screens. You and know, shit for fucking it, for <laughs> fuck's sake, it's so obvious. Anyway, um, sad the way it ended. Happy with the fact that a penalty was blown. Unfortunately, we'll never see it again now. Ever. And you know what? You know what? If that penalty had been one hundred percent legit. Yep. Guess what? The reaction would have been exactly the same because that's what NRL fans are about. And the result in terms of the psyche of the referee would probably be yeah. the same as well. Like the accuracy of the penalty has probably not affected the outcome that much, I don't think, because I think that the Tigers fans would have blown up. People would be doing their you know freeze framing their bullshit the whole way. And not only that, they they not only they not only freeze frame the, the that incident. Then they start freeze framing other incidents where like, well, why wasn't there a penalty back then? Fucking fifteen minutes earlier. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Exactly. So. For the Tigers, again, fucking Russell Pack has given him a bit of soul, which mm-hmm. I've lacked for the last little while. Yep. On um, account of he's got more souls after he took the soul of that guy <laughs> for a pack of cigarettes or whatever. <laughs> he's um, surplus souls. <laughs> true. Uh, bigger difference this year between Suncorp Broncos and non-Suncorp Broncos. Yeah, so they, they yeah, got away with this three. one. It, it is, but... Three out three. Why can't it just be that the, the the Tigers are an awkward and fucking tenacious defensive side that have managed to stifle they managed to stifle what they wanted to uh, the stifle the wishes of a team that hasn't quite and have got declined. their combinations together and yeah and of course it is shit and for the client and should be fucking punted and you know what we've fucking forgotten <laughs> you right? to go all the way <laughs> all, all these fucking chirpy Tigers fans yeah coming out there talking about global warming and fucking the Tigers are inclining <laughs> yeah yeah. Fucking Reynolds hasn't even played a match for you yet. Yeah. The fucking declines you've got heading your way. <sighs> yeah, and not to mention when you jag two two point wins in <laughs> in rounds one and two in the last three minutes, and you lose one in, in the in the last minute uh, by two. Yeah. Um. I, I, it's somewhat of a decline to your for and against when you lose fifty percent of your Correct. differential in one game. But you know, look, there's been premierships won on the back of uh, defence. I believe there is even a saying, so that. 
defence wins matches. Yeah, I, I do believe And that's that. your strong suit at the moment, Tigers. Yeah, and that, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, as disappointing as this loss would have been and the, the manner of the loss or whatever, but... um. The uh, fact is, it's a good foundation, a solid foundation on which to build, and like, I don't think Reynolds is particularly going to inject any spark of attack that you don't have in not, the crew I'm, at the moment on the no, field. No, I'm saying he's going to trip cuts yeah, over yeah. and give 10 penalties away. <laughs> yeah. um, but now that you've said it's a solid foundation, after your loss, I would also now like to stick the boot in and remind you that the government has decided to open up a whole under Balmain Leagues club because it is such a fucking waste of space. <laughs> that they're not even going to use the hole for anything other than taking dirt out of a useful hole. <laughs> so, yes. I love you, my Tigers friends and brothers. Speaking of declines, fucking hell. The Raiders went down to the Warriors, 20 <laughs> points to 19 in Canberra. Fuck me. Forget about the game as it was. The Raiders started fantastically. Well, the same situation they started fantastically we get down to the last let's talk about the last three sets of the match because that's really what the most important thing is <laughs> the Raiders were leading eight, 19 points to 12 cheeky field goal right on half time from Sam Williams then, you know it was, at the time I mean, it was like a I think it was like a there were 13 took him 13-6 I think and it was you know cheeky little thing fuck it we'll grab points there was 20 seconds left why not we're and you not, know what you that's know. won enough teams enough games in the past oh, the, the, the cheeky field goal that at the time, didn't really make much sense, but hey, there was only a couple of seconds left, so fucking pot yeah. it just because you could. But great, I, you know, you've said it, and mm-hmm. I agree with you a hundred times. If it is three, four seconds to go, and you're in range, mm-hmm. why the fuck not? Yep, yep. And uh, you know, so they're, nine, they're like seven minutes to go, or not, not even seven minutes to go, and they're, they're up, they're up by seven. Sorry, nineteen, twelve. Could they? Is it possible? Looks like I mean, got to score twice. Pretty hard to do. They let they capitulate with this fucking weak source Isaac Luke fucking try. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! And like that was that was bad, and that took it to nineteen eighteen. But they still the games in their keeping. There's only like a couple of minutes left at this point. They've only got to survive like a set maybe, and um, the absolute capitulation on the following set where they allowed the Warriors not only to roll down <laughs> the field. <laughs> easily down to about like the thirty or something, and then the guy the guy walks off. No, he passed. He, he offloaded yeah. it after the after it was called hell. So they go stop play. Here's the ball. Play it there. Yep. The Raiders had one marker who, when the ball was played, retreated. Yeah. Started retreating. The lack of fucking aware. Why? Who is out there on the field saying? <laughs> Last tackle to field goal. You fucking dumb cunt. Run. <laughs> Like, look, the, <sighs> I've, I've tried to look so many fucking places for some sort of, you know, put myself in their shoes. Yep. When this game was played, there hadn't been the fallout from the Tigers-Broncos mm-hmm. penalty field goal debacle. Yep. It could have been as simple a brain snap as, well, fuck, something really similar happened here and there was a penalty and I don't <sighs> want to be... I could. I, I don't think. I don't think it's that at all. Because, but that's as close as I could get. Because there's a number of things. They were caught out with a number of markers. The markers were actually retreat. The markers had every right. Once the ball is played, to piss bolt yeah. to fucking Johnson and 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 shut shit down. However, because who else in that like is Green's not a Gre- noted. He, he's not a noted one, but I mean he he had he had some shots from Manly. I don't know if he got if he if he got him, but I mean he's at least a, a threatening-ish second option that you maybe you know. 
Yeah, obviously, okay. you know, it's like it. Well, it's like the Milford and I mean, like you know, Sarko was a he was an unknown quantity in turn. Now, now people know. Yeah. But at the time, you know, it's like, you know, obviously Milford you know, and Johnson, they're the guy, you're going for them first, yep. all that. spot on. But the fact that, uh, they, uh, to my recollection, they didn't have two markers there. That's that's number one. Two, the, the one marker that was there, even in a delayed manner, did not start fucking sprinting and pursuing yeah. Johnson. Yep. He started retreating. So to me, it just tells, there was, just, there was a complete and utter unawareness yeah. in the entire fucking marking area, if not the entire team. Because no one else was chasing yeah. through either. The entire team was either unaware of what tackle it was or. This is after the 15 grand final. Yep. Every fucking kid in the world wanted to kick field goals. Yep. So, and we still do now. Yep. Whenever we have our, okay, let's. We don't go and kick the footy around anymore. Oh, it's field goals. We go down and kick field goals. Yes. So you got to you, you, so they kick the <laughs> you, and then you've got to spill it down your front. No, no, no. And, yeah, then, and then and then they get to have a field goal we, from there. We, we don't we don't role play. Oh, okay, <laughs> but here's the thing: kicking field goals is tough. Yeah, I'm not a pro by any stage, yep. and I'm very often not wearing the proper footwear. Yeah, it's a thousand times fucking harder. With an eleven-year-old running at me, <laughs> put any sort of pressure on him, yep. you know. But yet again, you got a situation where the Warriors found themselves a man up. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, the Raiders found themselves a man up. Yep. They put some points on, but they conceded. But then as they well. leak. Yep. You know, yep. you you don't take advantage of that stuff, and all of the tries the Warriors got. I know you mentioned the Luke try mm-hmm. that it was easy. But you look at all of those Warriors tries except yeah. for the... Like, there were a couple where it was a, like a massive effort to get the ball down and not yeah. be held up. I thought Harrison was fairly easy too, I think, from memory. It's as simple as Canberra are retreating on their goal line. Particularly on their their left, on the right-hand side yep. as you're attacking. There's obviously that trust side. issues or something yep. going on with Croak. Because Croak has never been like a like what I would call, he's not like, you know, it's never been like a turnstile situation, you know, sort of thing applied to Croker really. He's tough. Yeah, he's, uh, like, I always he thought was he was tenacious. He, yeah, he, he seemed was... to be like, so there's obviously massive trust issues going on over there. Yeah. So Croker was always, because he's tiny, yeah. his technique was generally very good. Yeah. Um, and this is what did the Raiders, you know, uh, when they started to decline <laughs> last year. Yep. You cannot retreat on your goal line. The yep. tries the Warriors scored were pieces of piss, but fucking Sean Johnson, absolute. He, I know Zarko is good, but Johnson was clutch of the round. Yeah. Yep. Two. Well, and this is the thing. I mean, we talk about how bad they were in the first field goal. Then they kick the ball off and, and permit the identical fucking set to take place <laughs> to the like I to the millimeter on the field. <sighs> like literally the exact same fucking set again yeah. with no time to fucking to win the game. Uh, you know what maybe it was? Maybe they found somebody in New Zealand who just looks exactly like Tyrone Peachy and they just had him in a jersey warming up on the sidelines and that just head fucked the Warriors <laughs> so much. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, like, like you know, the Warriors, you know, it happened to them last year. I mean, they were leading Manly by seven with fucking not long either, and the same thing happened to them. So let's not get too chippy. But um, yeah, but, but again, the Raiders normally start a lot better than this, and this is the thing. This, this statistically, their last five minutes or ten minutes of games over the last two years has been like the the fragility of this team at the at the at the end. I mean, if you're an opposing side and you're within a try or two tries, let's say, with 10 minutes to go, yep, always a chance. And we're at the stage now where psychologically, 
Yep. It's an issue. Well, it's, it, already, yeah, it already has been. So. Um, okay, the Rabbits 34 beat the Miley Man, Mighty Manly Seagulls 6. Uh, in the wet at ANZ, very, very flat. I would like to single out, though, um, I think that uh, Dwayhe is uh, stepping up a little bit, I think. He's uh, in the absence of Reynolds. I think he, he's re-signed, I believe, for two years, um, a, a two-year extension. So, look, you know, if Reynolds' knees keep... Uh, Keep going the way they are, or if he's, or, you know, whatever other injuries he may get, uh, I, you know, I guess, I guess that this guy, you know, could be a, a reasonable option going forward. Manly side, just very, very flat overall. I would like to think that sports medicine is at a at a situ. I'd like to think that sport, the sports science and and and, and recovery is at a stage where things like six day turnarounds after playing in forty degree heat is something that can be kind of managed or overcome or whatever by, you know, I don't know, certain recovery things, you know, have the cunts live in ice baths or something for two days or, you know, whatever. But mm. clearly, as a as a whole, completely, 100% across the board, just flatness. So I have to think it had something to do with that. But also, you know, malign player by us at times, um, like as in all times, is like Burgess, Sam Burgess actually fucking... Like he he manned up and and he took charge and he he took it upon himself to be the guy and like he he carried them in that game in the early stages oh you know my like God, he, took he did in his it, so job he did yeah yeah and I guess it is such a such a surprising thing and so maybe we don't single him out too much credit for doing his fucking job for, for once but it it, sh- he did. it shows what he does when he actually gets in there and runs hard mm-hmm. goes multiple times in a yep. set. And just stops trying to put shit cunt shots on. Yeah, yep. Because it's backfired on Souths enough times where he's gone in with the technically, yeah, it was okay, but somehow... But just so I've, fucking grey. I've yeah. elbowed some cunt in the face. Yep, yep. And it just sparks the other team. Yep, yep. So just do it the right way, Sam. And um, and also, yeah, fucking get a, get a plan B, Manly. I mean, plan A is unbeatable, but in the wet and shit like that... You need to fucking play to the conditions a bit, fellas. And I mean, like, maybe it was just a symptom of just the general flatness overall. Plan B is in... They were now have an unwanted pregnancy because of how badly they were fucked. Listen, when we want to talk about bad fuckings... Oh, damn. See, if the Gold Coast... (laughs) If the Gold Coast game was the immediate next game, it would have been perfect. But fucking, we got this... I know. We got this fucking... We got this fucking clusterfuck of... We got the eels with... Eels and sharks. They turned it back to a Monday night three years ago. Sorry, I tried to segue you, um, but I actually had to miss the eels and the sharks, which was fortunate. So this one's all yours. Look, honestly, the Sharks won 14-4. The main thing, I mean, great Sharkies, you're on the board for the year. Uh, obviously, there had to be one that, that missed out, and it was Parramatta. <gasps> and at the moment, I would, I'd love to know internally what's going on with Parramatta. I mean, I, I haven't really, I, you know, I don't really get too much into the rumours and all that sort of thing, but I would love to know if there's any kind of clicks or anything like you know how we had the with the camera we had like the Blake Austin and, you know, and BJ was a thing and that still yep. appears to you know he's still not fu- passing the fucking ball yeah. <laughs> you know but, but what's going on with the Eels I mean there's a couple the thing the things you know like they, their attack is non-existent yep like if I was playing I'd love to play the Eels 26 times for an undefeated <laughs> season because they legitimately have fucking nothing I mean you would think that getting a rocket fired up them the week before would be some sort of 
you know, catalyst to at least yeah. deliver something. And, you know, maybe defensively, you know, there was certainly improvement. But their attack, especially through what Moses and Norman are the guys that have got to be essentially responsible for it in the first instance. Norman was, like, before he was injured, he was fucking fantastic last year. Yeah. He was... He was fa- now, none of them run the ball. They run... Up to the line, not up to the line, halfway to the line. Yep. And then, like Moses, especially, he just does this little fucking little dish to a forward running a running a line, sort of back the other way, yeah. straight into the teeth of a defence that hasn't adjusted or had to move or yeah. or do anything. They're just set. The uh-huh. line's just set the whole time. <sighs> Eels fans, I think you're in for. Obviously, the the talented players exist there because you went well last year with essentially the same crew. What this, what's preventing that from happening this year? I'm not quite sure. I mean, we we can see what we can see what they're not doing in attack. I'm sure. But I'm 100 percent sure. What's that? Fucking Sammy Rodriguez not there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, last year they kind of they they started to move away from the pass at the semi. That was more a 2016 thing. Well, uh, if you think last year when they had that whole let's rally together because we're cheating cunts and yeah, you know, or our border cheating cunts, I should yep. say. Yep. That wasn't them as players. Um, there were a number of games where he put doubles and triples on yeah. and just completely changed the direction or, or feel of a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's my thing, and this is only from watching brief replays and from what I know about institutions. Mm-hmm. People are inherently good. However, people are structured to take the path of least resistance. Yes, and people will look at the environment around them and they will assess what others, and it's a bad phrase, but what others are getting away with. Yep. And they will try to emulate that. Okay. So, and I know we've joked about this, but you put Hayne in that club, there was shit all pre-season about him getting beaten by Brad Arthur. And the kid. Was it the long distance run? Then he got beaten by his kid in a beak test or something. Yep. Um, you've had Hein Nathan Heinmarsh come out previously and say, "Well, no, he was never the best trainer." Yep, yep. If he, if you're not self-aware enough to have heard all of those things and say, "Holy shit!" Even if it's not true, and even if he believes he's the trainer, there's the character, the pe- the person that's usually successful in sport. In fact, the person that's usually achieved the level of success that he has achieved in sport. Usually, that's the the character of that sort of person is like, "Fucking, I'll show you." Yeah. You know? You know? Um, but, Brad Arthur, you, you need to somehow, because that to me is where all of the Eels' problems are stemming from. Yep. It's an attitude on field. There's no want. There's yep. no uh, fear of loss. Plus, you're the Eels. Now, back to the unwanted pregnancy thing. <laughs> St. George Laura Dragons 54 defeat the Gold Coast Titans 8 in, uh, up, up at Clive Berghoffer in Toowoomba. In, uh, what, I mean, from the telecast, it looked, it looked to be like a pretty full affair up there. Uh, the Toowoomba folk came out to... Uh, what, yeah, they they, got a, what do they call themselves? Toowoombians? Toowoom- well, I like their team, like the Clydesdales. I don't know. <laughs> they country-ass mules. <laughs> But if you say, you know, you're you're a New South Welshman or okay, you're a yeah. Sydney cider or you're a 
That's an excellent question, and I don't actually have an answer for you. A, a, a T-Barian? The Wombonians? <laughs> uh, like if anyone from Toowoomba is still listening to this show, <laughs> it is back. <laughs> you just sounded like a special needs kid picking an instrument. <laughs> um, now, you know what a paradox is? What's that? It's a, like a, a question of, you know, how can this happen and be true and yes. this, you know, so the whole um, can can God do anything? Yes, he can. Okay, could he make something so hard that he couldn't bend it? Uh, <laughs> use that one on religious people. They fucking love it. How do you go into a game of football and drop the kickoff and have that be the highlight of your afternoon? I was, I, you know, I, I actually, like, I disagree a little bit. <laughs> because... I because when you like I don't want to say that at halftime I thought the Titans were still in the game, but not long before halftime I thought they were still in the game because if you think about the way that the game went, and when it was eight points all, the momentum actually swung to the Titans and there was a time there where where Gordon made a break and he did a stupid pass where if he had a dump so dump yeah. he would have scored try. They were the, the the gaps were there for them as oh, well. Yeah, yeah in the in the first thirty minutes at least yep. of the game where. I, it could have been a it could have been a game, but then second half comes along and they looked up at the scoreboard as they came out and they forgot that the the, the game was probably more of a game than it indicated at that time. And uh, someone reminded them. They just proceeded to bend over and accept it. Look, yeah, you're right. The Dragons were exposed up the middle a, a, a couple of times, and that's going to happen to them. And it's something they need to work on. But that that's due to that fast up tempo style of footy they're playing yep. in attack. Mm-hmm. It does take a lot out of their forwards, especially their second rowers. Yep. So those guys that are mopping up generally when those fuck-ups happen, yep. they're not going to have as much gas. Um, one thing I, I do like, and you know, Widdop now has a, a legitimate Harbs partner. Mm-hmm. It's taken the pressure off them. But the, the Brisbane Broncos used to have, and this is going right back to the Carmichael Hunt days. Yep. You know, from then almost up until last year, when they would run those sweeping plays to the left, yep. you know, teams had, what was that, nine years to get used to it yep. <laughs> and yep. to learn how to read them yep. and still couldn't do it. The Dragons, when they run those plays now and they sweep out to the left, I would suggest that they can do that with less room than any team that I have ever seen because and I'm not just talking about the fact that Nano McDonald can jump in the air and yeah, fucking yeah. backflip and yep. score tries. But I'm watching them and them, okay, yep, you run out of room, you run out of room, you run out of room. Okay, someone needs to turn back in here. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're scoring tries. Yeah. And that's just down to the fact that Widdop has proven that he's such a threat running the football now. Mm-hmm. He's got more energy in attack because he's not doing everything. everything. Yeah. Um they're going to score a lot of fucking points down that edge this year. Yep, yep. So. Uh, ben and Ben Hunt like worth every cent at the moment. Yeah, every worth every cent. It's, it's a very it's a similar situation to what we saw last year with Manly, with where Blake Green, just his existence in the side. I mean, no matter what what good things Ben Hunt can do on the football field, of which there are many. Just his existence, yeah, in that side has made Gareth yeah. Widdop so much better. Yep. 
And now this is now he's in career best form at the moment. But this is the thing. You look at all of these players. Like if you okay, if you had to say who's the buy or the transfer of the year so far after three whole rounds. Yeah, after three whole rounds. Yeah. You know, Hunt's up there. Yeah, very much so. Packers up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, to, I'm just I'm just working my way through the teams and the, on the from north to south and I'm just trying to find anyone that's that's Look, jumping out. Newcastle have got enough people that are new to the team. I don't think any of them are... You know, like, Ponga's been good. Yeah, yeah, and Pierce has obviously been been fantastic for them as well. well he's, been, he's been better than, you know, what, what they had. But the guys that have been the, the transfers that are around so far yeah, yeah. are the ones that are doing the fucking simple things properly. Russell Packer's getting in there. And he's doing his fucking job. He's mm-hmm. getting in cunts' faces. He's running the ball up hard. He's getting them out of trouble. Hunt's doing his job properly. Yep. You know, the end of your set is as important as anything else. Yep. So it it's not hard. Just get in there and do the simple things right. Gee, well the, the Broncos would love to. Do, they'd love the ends ends to the sets. Unrefined. <laughs> 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 but then he had the West Tigers with too. I mean, you'd probably go that comical fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the Benny Hill song for the Benny Hill music? <laughs> um, look, Dragons fucking humming along very nicely. Uh, they secured secured the, the March Premiership as they often do, but they they've they've certainly got more steam this year at this stage of the year. Uh, it's it's on them now to emerge after the Origin period. And uh, well, who are they going to lose through Origin? They're full of not that they're losing through. No, not no, not they're losing anyone. But just the, the they they will they'll lose they'll, lo- they'll lose some people. Hunt will be on the bench. They'll probably lose. Well, yeah. You and Aiken will hopefully play for New South Wales. The Belling get called up. Vaughan gets he get called up this year? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. And, and not, but yeah, but not it's not for lack of. Worth, but it's, it's not so. It's but, not so much the the, the drain of uh, the player drain of Origin. It's not even Origin at all. It's just the chronological period of time in the year in which yeah. they lose this fucking March Premiership vibe and then go into a hole for a bit. Yeah, I reckon half of that last year was due to fucking DeBellin and Vaughan throwing their fucking dummies out because they didn't play Origin. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to give them more credit than that. I wouldn't. <sighs> fucking millennial cunts. <laughs> anyway. The Roosters 38 to feed the Knights 8 uh, at Allianz in the in the battle of the, the, uh, the Mitchell Pierce and a cast of thousands of former discarded roosters revenge game, and um, <laughs> revenge was not to be theirs on the night. <laughs> no, and um, look, I we expected the roosters to win. Yes. I'm not sure we expected the roosters to win this handsomely because I thought the knights maybe you know had shown shown a bit more starch to to prevent a blowout that big. But Cooper Cronk finally <sighs> has. Um, I say finally, three rounds into the competition. <laughs> um, he's, he's finally <laughs> shown that he's settling in at ease as it was a, you know, it was, it was a masterful performance of, of, of managing the, the team and the Roosters yeah. looked like the premiership or one of the premiership favourites that they were touted to be all that time ago, three yeah. weeks ago. Look, look, all the attention's been on Kronk and again, fantastic player, great. Can he take his fucking robo systems only well, style to the roosters turns out yes if it turns out yes um if you remember though when when the roosters were humming along a couple of seasons ago yeah Kiri was the forgotten man and somehow fucking Mitchell Pierce yep got all of the fucking attention mm-hmm. 
luckily for Roosters fans, and this is the luckiest thing that's happened in the history of your fucking club, the people that did notice that were the ones that do your contract negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and you know, as fantastic as Kronk is, fuck, I love watching Kiri play. Like, yep. he, he's just this... Everything he does, he does at full pace. Everything he does, he's he's looking for opportunities and he's not afraid to fail. And by that I mean he's not afraid to go to the line and get absolutely yeah, yeah. demolished. Yeah. Um, but then to do his job properly again and get up, play the ball and set up the next one. And that's to immediately it, compare and contrast that to what the, is happening over at teams like was happening at teams like the Warriors last year. And Penrith right now. Penrith right now. Parramatta right now. Yep. There's no point running the ball and then turning it back in. Like, if there's no threat that you're going to continue running that ball, you haven't established any fucking respect yeah. that you might take a, you know, take a step and, yeah. and, and try and shoot through. Well, you know, here's the thing. I, and I don't know if coaches still say this, but here we are back to fucking fundamentals. Mm-hmm. When you're tackled, your job isn't over until the dummy half has passed the ball. Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing everything you fucking can to be up and have that dummy half passing the ball or running the ball yep. before it, and and I just love watching Luke Keery play that style of game. Um, but the Roosters have just got that much fucking threat on each side. It's scary. Yeah, and like, it's not the end of the world for the Knights. I mean, this was a, a big... A, a big emotional kind of game for a, a, num- a number of you know characters in the side. Yeah. Let's see how they turn around this week and... Uh Look, they, they didn't disgrace themselves at all. No. You know, they, they're the Spooners last year mm-hmm. going up against a competition heavyweight. Yep. And they put in an admirable performance. So there's plenty to like there for the Knights as well. Okay, previews quickly. Cowboys take on the Panthers tomorrow night, Thursday night, up there at 1,300 teeth. Uh, the Panthers, of course, out of uh, out of out of Cleary's at this stage. Rain is and, back. Um, I cannot see clearly now. Now the rain is the the rain. <laughs> um, named in the vacant halves role. Well, Maloney scooches to seven, and Peachy Peachy's been brought into six. That um, fucking Griffin ball in full effect. Does it? Do they take the field in that structure though? Does Peter Wallace move into the halves? And I don't know. Uh, you know what? Fucking do it. Enough of this fucking. Well, okay, you you got this number on your back, and you're playing here, and you're here yeah. in defence, and they come here. But when it's time to kick, do this and mm-hmm. this and this. You know, he's not what he was. He's not as young as he was. Yeah. But he was a fucking talented half in his day. Yep. Put the seven on him and yep. fucking train there all week with him in the seven. Yep. You know, it, it uh, fuck me. Um, up in North Queensland, I have to go with the Cowboys. Yep. I mean, the Cowboys, they haven't changed their side from last week. Uh, they've got uh, Coot in the 21, so I guess he's on his way back, but uh, I don't I, think they're going to be any rush. I believe I read that he's playing Q Cup this week. Oh, really? Definitely. Okay, well, in that case, Gorski. Yep. Okay, so uh, look, you just have to take the Cowboys up there, especially they'll be smarting as well after, you know, copping a little bit last week. Yeah. The Rabbits take on the Bulldogs Friday night, Easter Friday. If they can show the same forwards performance, the Rabbits run away with this one. I think so as well. Uh, I still I still don't like the look of the dogs. 
not. at all. But I mean, Umbai is loving this fucking post Des thing where he can actually be fullback and I mean, yeah, yeah. create create an impact on, yeah. on games and he's he's playing fantastically well. Uh, look. It's such a hard one to do because I mean I've got no faith in the rabbits to back up like that. Yeah. No. Um hopefully they've got a bit of confidence. You know, mm-hmm. they've got a new coach, they've yep. got a, a new playing group, Duahi's new in the in controlling the team. Yep. A win like that, maybe maybe that sets them on, on what they're capable of. Yep. I'm picking the rabbits. And uh Robbie Farrer in the eighteen. So like, bigger than dogs. So I guess like you. So it's like you don't have cancer in your body, but it's in your vicinity. Maybe it's like a a mole or like a pre melanoma or something. <laughs> um, the Sharkies take on the Storm Friday evening at the Reclaim Australia Coliseum. I don't feel the Sharkies are uh, nearly nearly back at this stage uh, Moylan comes back um, Moylan's back Lewis, Lewis is back Lewis back Lewis is a better back for Moy- than Moylan for me I don't, I don't think Moylan is uh, oh, I get what you're saying the dividends as a yet. return but I would say he's also a better back as in I'd put him just, in the halves just, before just generally so, better player yeah. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it funny um, that, but just personally though <laughs> just personally for you yeah how how much easier are you finding it this year that you don't have to fucking run out justifications and defences of Matthew Moylan? No, I am an unabashed <laughs> Moylan fan. Um, you just said that you would rather have Luke Lewis in the halves. No, no. Again, you know, Luke Lewis... Look, I heard what you said. It was on tape. Lewis won a premiership with us in 2003. He will forever Club have... legend forever in your heart. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You know? Um, but Moylan I love watching Moylan play. Except, except... I love, I love watching... You know how he plays, um, and and I think good times will come for him at Cronulla. Not yet though. Tipping Melbourne, and even better there, but there at Cronulla than at Penrith. It um, <laughs> look it, as long as Bellamy does something Storm. to fix uh, Vunivalu and and Addo Carr, and and look, not fix but get them back to yeah yeah to what we know they can do. Okay, where are we? Roosters take on the Warriors. Yeah, real test. Real test for the Warriors. I mean, the Roosters, okay, they've kind of become what we we assumed that they were going to be. Warriors, still surprising. If they if they concede a bunch of tries like they did against Canberra at the yeah. start of the game, you know the Roosters aren't going to let that shit slide in the last three or four no, minutes. That ain't going to happen. They're not. Um, I'm very interested to see how this game goes I'm inclined to say the Roosters just because I have more trust in them the Warriors have hurt us and every other observer of the game of rugby league yes more than any other over the last you know 10 years yeah the the, the Warriors have, have lost Lasone. Um I'd, I'd really love to see the forwards step up you know they've got a, a brand new forward pack mm-hmm. I would love to see Blair and Harris and Parsi just really get in there and go, well, fucking, we're going to run over these guys. Because I think that's that's how the Warriors win it if they win And, it. you know, as maligned as Adam Blair is, I mean, and rightfully so for, you know, he's just his general demeanour. Yeah. <laughs> and adding that little bit of cunt to the Warriors... Yeah. ...is done wonders. Look, I, I know it was popular for Broncos fans to, to like him being gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agreed with, you know, long-time friend of the show and Mr. Wars mm-hmm. in 
if Adam Blair gave nothing else to the Broncos last year than the pressure he put on kickers, yep. fucking good on him. Yep. You know? Yes, he was a lazy cunt and he was fucking useless to the Tigers. But um That's got obviously down to coaching, but I mean I'm not yeah. saying the Warriors were well coached side because you know, <laughs> But this year yeah. it appears the injection of just that, you know, that the little strand of cunt DNA into yep. the side but, has but been yeah, a positive thing for their forwards. If if their forwards actually take it to them, they're a shot here. Yep, yep, and fuck, you know, love to see him win. The Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Canberra Raiders at Brookvale Oval. Come on, make that fucking poxy, fake-ass no. lottery gambling. It is illegal. the Lotto Land. Hey, the laws, are, the laws going in in six months. In six months' time, Lotto now, Land will be run out of this country no. and Brookvale shall return to its glory. The law says that Lotto Land won't be able to operate in the country. Mm-hmm. However, they have a contractual agreement, and so there's actual articles about it that yeah. that will be honoured. So it will be Lotto Land long after. Long after Lotto Land exists. Poverty-stricken, cheating, oh, fucking fake gambling website loving country. Oh, I, I, I hope I hope the fucking I hope the the, the club organises uh, Lotto Land to to pay pay all all seventeen players. Like, why can't you just fucking make your money like normal football clubs through ponies? <laughs> Yeah. Did you see the justification for like trying to get Lotto Land out there? They're like they're actually saying like, oh, you know, they're they're preying on like, um, you know, pokies are like a gateway. They're they're, they're socially acceptable gateway drug to oh. terrible gamblings like this. <laughs> yeah, it's all bad, mate. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> oh, pokies put so much revenue into the country. That's a different. That's the real reason why they're being made illegal is because their revenue all goes uh, offshore. Manly gone. They've been done cheating. Uh, Canberra. I'm, I'm tipping Canberra for their first win of the season here. At home, Manly are going to absolutely punish the Canberra Raiders. They're not even going to have to worry. They're not going to leave it to the last 10 minutes. They're, um, although fucking losing uh, losing old Jorge to a, a broken collarbone, a fractured collarbone, eight weeks out. That's, uh, that's Is it eight weeks? I think it's eight. It's yeah. oh, I think it's eight. Yeah. So, so, unfortunate for the young man. Has been troubled by injury lately. And I mean... Not trick to score a hat-trick. Yeah... No. Hang on, have I got the right side? Kotrick ain't going to score a point. I'll tell you what, though. I fucking love Kotrick in my side. Yeah, no, he's good, isn't he? That motherfucker, post-contact meters for a, a winger, he'll drag. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, drag you, he'll drag you from the 20-meter line. I'll tell you what, if, if, again, they put you and I in charge of origin, and oh. we just fucked off every cunt and started again with the the Ewan Aikens, the Kotricks, the... Yeah. Tom Trevojevic's. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The Jake Travoyevich's. Well, yes, okay. If, to get Jake, if we have to include his fucking special needs brother. <sighs> special needs future immortal. Yeah, I said it. Um, the thing about Canberra is, though, they're Canberra. They've, been, they've been pilloried <laughs> so badly over the last couple of weeks with their fades, but this is the week. The, the, it is a danger game, and the reason why is not because Canberra... Uh, are a dangerous side then they're not in their current incarnation however this week is the week where they've decided to to make some drastic changes and stuff so that's that can always have an effect um yeah mainly no techno viking techno viking dropped and uh yeah and, so and not just benched dropped like outright yeah 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 and you know what one thing i didn't notice in that game I, and uh until the weekend when i was watching the warriors game I totally didn't realise that Liam Knight was fucking at Canberra now. 
Oh, there you go. Old fucking, oh. old, old uh, Bagon in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. RBT fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was still languishing down there in the East because, you know, they brought him off, off Manly after we, after we cut him because of the, you know, whole, nah, the, whole, ba- the whole Bagon breath test. As soon as but, un- um, Uncle Nick needed some money, he would have been one of the first. To and then he popped up in Canberra and he played a first grade, he played uh, from the bench on a first grade game. So yeah. I'm not saying it's a good thing, it's just, it's just, just a thing, just an observation, really. Yeah. <laughs> Um, moving on so yeah what was that Manly 13 plus and the Dragons take on the Knights at win this is a really unfortunate game for the Knights to have after taking a big loss their first loss of the season yeah. that was a big one because yep. um, the Dragons are flying high they're in the mood for fucking they've got an appetite for destruction yes when they get in front they, they don't mind piling it on and I don't think the Knights as an organisation and a young side really need to have it piled on for, for a second week they had it a couple of times last year, you know, so it's not unfamiliar to them. Yep. And and it again, if Brownie's doing his job, he'll be preparing them. Yep. You know, they they're not going in thinking they're winning the premiership this year. So as long as he's setting realistic goals for them. Yep. Again, I don't think they can win this game. I'm tipping, tipping the Dragons, but uh, I don't think it'll be as as drastic as as last week was. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, I think, you know, Watson, Watson's, a, Watson's a big out, but I mean, you know, Brock Lane gets to come in and... and uh, the, the Dragons won't gape them like they did the Titans, put it that way. Yeah, I don't, I, I hope for the night's sake that, they, that they've that they got a bit more fortitude than, you know, the, than, you know, putting, you know, turning it up like, yeah. the, like the Titans did when, it, you know, when it gets too uh, it's insurmountable. Like, put it this um, way. Get, I do expect the Dragons to win and win fairly comfortably, though. Like, Samuel L. Jackson's character in Jurassic Park... He would have, like, he would have, in his storage closet, the size of the speculum that he would have needed for a Tyrannosaurus Rex is what would be needed to gape the Knights like they gaped the Titans last week. Yeah. So what you're saying is there's a chance. <laughs> Provide someone can get a fucking, get some DNA out of a mosquito and push things along a bit. <laughs> I reckon there's a whole movie to be made about Samuel L. Jackson... And T-Rex-sized speculums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, where does that where, where does that movie air though? Is it like is it like is it like a something Netflix would buy, or is it something that you have to put on Pornhub? Well, no, it's Netflix buys everything. <laughs> <laughs> that they do. Yes. Okay, the Broncos take on the Titans at Suncorp. What a terrible time! Terrible time for the Titans to come out and have their. Uh, Big brother, little brother, you know, grudge match thing. Obviously, they're going to be better. Obviously, that game is going to be a lot closer than it was last week. Um, I, I'm not so sure they're going to be that much better. Oates, Oates and Tavita Pango Jr. outward. And then Pango Jr., he's a big out for the Broncos. Yeah, he he's been fantastic. Um, so we... Uh, <sighs> man. Yeah, I, I can't tip against the Broncos at some call. Especially after the... the uh, style of victory last week. Yeah, but they're not like. Well, okay, at home, they've got the very the important addition comes into the side of the goalpost. Yes, I mean, <laughs> instantly strengthens their defence. <laughs> but defence wasn't a massive problem for them last week either. Let's be real. Uh, but again, you know, I've, like you said, I've seen teams be in games, go on to get flogged, but still be trying their guts out at the 80th. Yep. And that wasn't the Titans last no, week. No. And that's and, and and it's that kind of gene in a, in a side. That's 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 the making of spooners. 
Yeah. If that shit doesn't get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm t- tipping the Broncos. I don't have a great confidence. I mean, the Titans. You know, if they if they could get some of the attacking stuff going that they that they demonstrated and didn't quite get right at the start of the Dragons game. Yep. Or in the first half of the Dragons game. Oh yeah. Then then who knows? But yeah. I don't I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I don't see it happening. Not uh, like. It's not going to be like last week, but I see, I see the Broncos winning and uh, and and comfortably. It's not; they're certainly not going to have to delegate uh, field goal kicking to someone who doesn't have the uh, the intestinal fortitude to carry it out. Yes. That's for sure. Not this week, unless they're taking the piss and just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, trying to get like the last three second and a half sort of situation. That's true. Um, has Jack Bird eaten anything this week? Well, McDonald's apparently, <laughs> free McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of nugs. <laughs> he loves the nugs. That's it. Tigers versus the Eels. Well, if there's one team that has attacking problems at the moment and can't get it together offensively, yep. it's the West Tigers. If there's one team that is that, except worse, <laughs> it's the Eels. We could be headed for another 9-7 game here. Yeah, that's true. Although Parramatta haven't really... Demonstrated a propensity for kicking penalty goals either. So, um, yeah, look, I'm I'm tipping the Tigers here, only because again, what's got them through this far is just that playing for each other, and and the fact that they're scrambling exceptionally well in defence, and I don't think Parramatta have the mental fortitude to move past that. I just think that the the, the desperate, resolute defence. Against non-existent offense, is a clear yeah, um, it's a clear winner. Plus, Jared Haynes out, which is the biggest positive you could give to the Eels at all to not yeah. have him in your side. There's a lot of changes there for Paramount too. Like Casey Pritchard, he moves into the nine, so they've uh, they've dropped Cam King for this one. Uh, like I, I guess it can't, I, I didn't see him as the problem, but. No. Uh, oh, they've taken though. Kane Evans has finally been demoted. That's a very positive move for him as well. Yeah. Matangi though, and the and and yeah. come, come the hour, come the man in the seventeen jersey. <laughs> Talk about your fucking Jurassic speculums. <laughs> T Rex returns. <laughs> yes. No. Um, yeah. Tough. Flip a coin, but I think. I think the Tigers will get their own and uh, oh, I think I think the Tigers, will, the Tigers will win well and and despite the their lack of attack maybe this is a, this I predict this will be the first game of the season where they exceed ten points and Ooh, exceed a winning margin that's be silly. and exceed a winning margin of two points. Let's not be silly. No, nail it down, lock it in. Let's not be silly. Lock it in. If there's a prop, if there's a prop on sports bet for Tigers to win by more than two, take it. Locked in guarantee. Jesus Christ. Put your house on it. The more you put on, the more you get back. <laughs> don't let me okay, down. Okay, I'll put your house on <laughs> don't, it. Don't, 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 let me, don't let me down, you declining little fucking bitches. Okay, so as it turns out, the episode is not that much shorter than usual. Um, <laughs> I did, I did put less stuff in the mailbag though. Um, Look, if the NRL and the RLPA weren't such 
absolute yeah, fucking cunt organisation. I think that's where I we spent. I wouldn't have the, to rant as much. I think that's where we spent the additional time. Uh, a tweet from Josh underscore Gunton. One, he, he poses the question: Is there any other blokes in the NRL that have a punchable face, and why is it Latrell Mitchell? Look, I for me, I, Darius Boyd, I think is head and shoulders. Like he's got that clearness, that look where there's not fucking not a ton going on back there. Yeah, that's behaviour though. But it's also a cross between that look, like the clearnessy, vacant thing, yep. crossed with like like a Jersey Shore douchebag. Fa- like I think he's got it all. Latrell Mitchell's got the weasel punchable face. Yeah. Darius Boyd's got the Cletus punchable face. Yeah, but I think he's also got like it's like half Cletus, but it's also got this element of like Jersey Shore douchebag as well. I sound like the douche bro sort of thing going on. Like, I, th- I feel that he's the, the total package of punchability in, in terms of faces. Yeah, okay. There's probably tons of other ones, but I mean, that's like that yeah. one immediately yeah. top of mind. Um, on a daily bailus. I mean, let's, let's hear yours, though. On a daily bailus, uh, the only conclusion I can draw from the first three weeks of this season is that rugby league is a funny old game. It is. That is it true. Is. Saguna sent us a tweet without any emojis in it, which is in itself is a fucking miracle. He said, I can't watch any sports game without seeing a fucking South jersey in the crowd from Winter Olympics to the Super Bowl this year. Fuck me, knowing my luck, there'll be one of these cunts sitting in the church at my funeral. Maybe so. Uh, Twill Gronk, who've changed their handle to something that I'm not going to mention on the show because there's too many underscores in it and they're obviously trying to up their fucking Gronk, Gronk quotient. The Aussie cricket team, Aussie cricket team should be coached by the Sydney Roosters. Everyone knows they cheat, but they know how not to get caught. Maybe so. Mr. Wars, can hang we on, please... Hang on. So, okay, this Tour Gronk. Yes. So, you know, we're trying to find out who they are. Really? I'm not losing any sleep over it. Well, no, I'm not either. <laughs> but it, it was just a nice segue yeah, into yeah. the fact that we now know they're a backpacker. Because if there is some fucking low-hanging fruit to be picked, they it's will a, fucking a, pick it. Yeah, yeah. So they're trying to extend their visa. Yeah, yeah. That's not how you win Gronk of the Year. No, no. Mr. Wars, uh, can we please address this? For the love of baby Jesus and all things holy, Ben, mate, put the dick away. How is he still smiling? This is a fucking nightmare. But is Ben Havens ravenous dick or possibly his wife's, <laughs> wife's uterus in the running for Revelation of the Year? Tweet accompanied with a photograph of Ben Hannett um, proudly, with his wife, you know, proudly displaying their, their new child. Yeah. With six other various stage of growth children. I love ki- I, I love my kids. Yeah. People love kids. Everyone loves kids. Yep. They're fucking terrific. Being a parent is, is wonderful. It's fantastic. But seven and counting. You know what? I had, uh, there was a bloke I work with had four. Yeah. Right? Still too many. He said to me, he said, after three, you're not having kids. You're having babysitters. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're but, growing, which growing which by own, that yeah. he meant. Yeah, you're growing That the own. elders are just yeah. going to look after. Like, I mean, I know, I know when, uh, you know, when we have cousins over for sleepover and there's four of them, <laughs> that's, that, that, that makes a total of six in the house at any given time. Even then I'm ready to just, 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 walk, yeah. just walk out and then just Forrest Gump, just keep, just don't stop, <laughs> just start running in an opposite direction. Can I tell you, like, yeah. as soon as time machines are invented, yeah. do you know what their number one use is going to be? <laughs> Going back to pull out? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> To grab your kid <laughs> and march him into the time machine yeah. and go back to like just 1980, yeah. step out in 1980, yeah. fucking backhand him, <laughs> and then come back to the present day. <laughs> That's their number one fucking use. Um, 
The worst thing is, here's Ben Hannon. He's the cunt who, when he went to Canterbury, broke his contract because he was homesick. Mm-hmm. He's got a fucking city in his own house. I mean, if I had fucking eight kids in Queensland, yeah. I'd be running the fucking expansion plan in Adelaide. (laughs) (laughs) Petitioning for the first Antarctic (laughs) site. Captain coach. (laughs) Just run out on the field with fucking 12 penguins and a polar bear. (laughs) Polar polar bears fucking metres after contact are just fucking tremendous. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We had one from a little buffalo who said, uh, don't worry about Drago, Hess. Is Bjorn Ironside? So have you watched you watched Vikings at all? It no. is it's it is a much better. I feel it's. A, I mean, the Drago is like the low hanging fruit one because you know everyone knows Rocky Four everything. But yeah, he's, he's he looks like uh, the son of Ragnar, Bjorn Ironside. He's he is an actual spitting image of that dude. So, the, so he said. So he said, bloody all those Melbourne bitches. So the tall blonde guy looks like a Scandinavian person. He looks like a tall blonde guy of Scandinavian descent. <laughs> But, um, fucking mind blown. More so, more so, more so than a than a, a, a steroid fueled Russian automaton <laughs> killing <enough>. machine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he said, "Blood Eagle, those Melbourne bitches. The Blood Eagle is especially, uh, especially. Ooh. You know, you where blood, blood Eagle is. <laughs> That's, it's a, it's a. It, I, I guess it's historically. I guess it's something that happened as a particularly bad form of execution." And, and torture of your enemy, well, you go basically go down and and remove the ribs from the back. You cut you do incisions down either side of the spine, cut the ribs down, pull the ribs apart, and and the flaps of skin and everything, so they resemble like that they've got like wings. And at the whole time when they're doing that, if the per- the person has to be completely soundless and not cry out or scream or anything like that. And um and because if they if they cry out or scream during the during the process, then that means that they don't gain admission to Valhalla. <laughs> so yeah, which is you know kind of like the the Viking equivalent of not getting your seventy two virgins or whatever. I guess. Um, uh, shout out again to Bigger Rod, who's not only as Bigger Rod, he's not just a, that he's that he's close to Tathra and, and the the fires that we had uh, last week, but he, he sent us a tweet. His old man lives there, stayed behind to defend the the property, and fuck me, it got close. He's got within a meter of the house, and uh, the photo that he uh, sent us with the old man with the garden hose in his hand and nothing but burned out. <laughs> chaos all around him up to the meter where before where he stood yeah. unbelievable um memberships okay so we've got prices back for memberships so we're just going to tally those up and see what we're going to include or not happy to say that by popular demand the 2018 refs fault scarf is going to be it's going to be completely new design so for people who have one already uh, don't fret it's going to be completely different um although it's going to have the ever important refs fault side on it and uh yeah, and otherwise in the colour scheme, but yeah, the design's going to be completely different. And there's another item we're finalising. I just need to talk to Stepdad about having a chance to talk to him about it uh, in regards to the cost. And uh, in any case, I think the cost will be about the same as last year. But if this other item that we're thinking of is proves to be too expensive, then we'll we'll make it the scarf and some other stuff, and then the price will work out to be much cheaper than it was last year. Um, Okay. I saw a tweet from this uh, from someone, Sherry Ann, and they posted it on our Facebook page as well. It's Great Australian Pods website, Ooh. and I've been, and we were put on there. I mean, it's it's pretty aggregatory. It's not really like 
so no one's there's doing no, anything. There's no review or anything like that. It's just basically added to the, this is the entry for the day. This yeah, one, fair you enough. Know? But, you know, thanks for, thanks for pushing it out there, I guess. That's great. Um... <clears throat> And that's it. That's full time for episode 280. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, um, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League as well. Thanks for sharing it around. I see you guys. Uh, iTunes, a review and a rating and, and a subscribe on iTunes is pretty much the best way you can support the show. That's uh, what Apple uses their ranking criteria. It keeps us up top and visible for new listeners and so on. Um, we had a, a review come in from uh, Sharky's 85 with the... Um, he put a lot of underscores in so you just know he's straight up. Can't. So he's a fucking fantastic individual. <laughs> Lots of... Well, he's hit, he's hit a couple of parts of the show lore... So that he knows, so you know that he's a listener. Oh, he started so off so well. He's got a couple of underscores in there, and then the, but the title, separated by all these underscores, is a uh, Namla President, five stars. <laughs> I refuse to jump on Twitter just to banter, banter with stepdad Ray and his constant ramblings. I'll get around to it at some point. The show is great. I'll 100% be at Grand Final Day Gathering this year. Keep it up, fellas. Yeah, well <laughs> so, done. So I look forward to seeing you, sir. Tipping. Dragons fans once again capitalising on their early season form with Giannis in number one, tied with Matt Jordan Smith, who has a Dragons uh, icon as well, uh, Pele, Fragged underscore Dog, and the biggest Tiger, big Tiger, nice one, fella. That's our top six. And then one point back, we've got Captain Cuck, Cowboy, Don Polio, and Jared Ash. <laughs> Fucking hell. Last man standing. How many left? Uh, it's still exactly the same. Seven people so made, it through, will, made it through. I'll go back, yes. Oh. Um, from memory. This is lasting longer than I thought. And I, I, I don't have my computer with me, uh, but it was just the dragons and the sharks. People went to the sharks. The I mean, only I mean, Par- last week. Par- I mean, Parramatta are terrible, but yeah, I thought the, dra- yeah, the dragons probably would have been me if I was in it. Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, best, so of, best of luck. Uh, uh, Special K. Yep. Online. Uh... One-Eyed Tiger's in there, yeah. Who back? One-Eyed Tiger's back. He's still in there. Mitch Geo, is he in uh, or is he gone? No, not Mitch the Geo. Uh, Mitch Doyle, 13. Oh, no, Mitch. That's a, that's a Sharky's Doyle, I believe. Yes. And One-Eyed Tiger's in there. Yep. Uh, good old Carsten. Yep. At Swiss underscore cowboy underscore 78. Yep. So the European connection. Yep. Um, and a couple of non-Twitter people. Excellent. I still, well, I believe it on Twitter, people. If I'm mistaken there, hit me up and tell me who you are. Yeah, okay. But um, fucking Special K's over in Hawaii doing terrible things to a girl who's made poor life choices. So he'll probably forget to tip. So Pineapple's involved, next, no doubt. Next week it'll be uh, six. All right. Supercoach, bought not bread on top. Pineapples for the pokies, second. <laughs> then we've got Top End Blues, Captain Robbo Cuck. Oh, so that's okay. So that's Robo Ram and Robo. Okay, so, ah, so finally okay. we've got a name that we've seen from okay. last year. Uh, Goon Squad, Kirkinators, James Gave's haircut, uh, Grey Ghosts, Tuners, and Risby's Renegades. So it's good to see Dave up there in the top 10 as well. The show wasn't that much shorter, really. I think we're only about 15 minutes less than last week. So you actually got the full one. So thanks, NRL Commission. You fucking ate up all the rest of the time that the extra half an hour of this show wasn't going, wasn't going to be. Um, thanks to everyone who subscribed to my kids' YouTube channel too. He thought it was fucking amazing uh, seeing all the subscribes come in. So uh, good job, Twill Nation, yet again. Fucking and uh, Twill Nation. 
Agreed and well. uh, we thanks, love you all. thanks for your patience waiting for this episode this week as well. It's going to be probably the next couple of weeks, right? This uh, yeah, she'll be in hospital for about a month. Okay, cool. So next couple of weeks will be you know out sort of you know early Wednesday afternoon. And uh, thank you for your understanding and thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. See you next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.